everybody that recently, for some reason, it's becoming a bigger thing. I keep seeing people on Facebook that are like, I'm starting my own podcast. What do you think a good name for it will be? Yeah, and all this shit. Yeah. If you can't even come up with a name, bro, you're in, you don't even start a podcast. The only like, thing <laughs> I, I have is this, the smallest amount of experience doing podcasts. And like the, my advice to anybody would just be like, if you like yourself as much as you seem to like yourself, like obviously we like ourselves, <laughs> just start it and don't – who gives a shit? Just start yeah. it. Don't think about a name. Don't think about anything. If you think you have something to say, just start the podcast. Start talking. Who gives a shit? Because if you're really going to do it right, do it to your own interest. Yeah, this girl that I know, she started a podcast. He started fake news. Yeah. It's called like fake news or something. Yeah, and they like joke about. I haven't listened to it because I'm a direct competitor, but yeah, you're a direct competitor. Of yeah, dude, podcast. dude, barely anybody listening podcast. You don't want her to steal your audience. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't. I shouldn't or even say. Versa. Never mind. She didn't even start anything. Uh, so who is this again? Someone you know? Uh, yeah. Personally? Yeah. Yeah, don't give her a shout out. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. We're queer. It's the last podcast of the year. I've been working on that all day. <laughs> <laughs> all day. And I was like, I'm going to mess it up. Oh, I even so got on earlier and I was like... We're here. I even we're counted. Queer. I was supposed last to say... Last podcast of the year. I was like... I was going to say, we're here, we're queer. It's our second and last podcast of the year. <laughs> it's only the second one. <laughs> we did one in August, and that was it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I think I was in rehab when you guys did that one, because I think it came out. Oh, I was trying to listen and to it. And it got you through rehab? Yeah. Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, Anybody yeah. who uh, is all seven people that are listening, uh, <laughs> our, our guest on the evolution of we. Is that what it's called? I can't, I can't remember. The yeah, with two E's. Yeah, <laughs> Don't put in the evolution of we. There's like some like... Uh, Pilgrim podcast or something. Not when you Pilgrim. search it, like and nobody's Puritans, gonna... I think. <laughs> just... The evolution of we and it's yeah. Puritan. It's just like pacifists that are just talking about. I hate pacifists. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, our guest is uh, Jason Andrew Waters. <laughs> I, the only reason I remember your middle name is because it's the same as my middle name. Yeah. Well, that and it's all over Facebook too. Oh yeah, yeah everything's Jason Andrew Waters. Yeah. So people just subconsciously don't realize that they. Why do I know that man's middle name? I know his middle name. Because you couldn't say my brother's middle name. No. 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 It's Alan. Hey, that's my middle name. There you go. Weird, <laughs> dude, we're dude. 80s babies, man. We all have the. We're all interconnected in some weird way. If you yeah. think about it, we're Jason's, Josh's. You know, you got you know Kyle's, Jeff's, Alan's, Alan. Andrews. Rare to have a Kyle. It's bullshit. very rare. It's a very <laughs> uncommon name. My mom named me Kyle because of Terminator One. Kyle Reese. Oh, really? Yeah. The movie came out like right before my birthday, and she was like, "Not right before my birthday." I, I assumed that around the time my mom, my dad was getting. Yeah, piping her, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and she knew. She's like, "This is I'm pregnant. I'm definitely naming this kid Kyle." Kyle Reese uh, he was like the baddest dude on the planet. Uh, you're making this other up, than no, the, the Kyle Reese thing's true, but other than naming your kid <clears throat> Arnie or Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnie or the T1000 or whatever. I think if your name's name is Arnie. You're like a little bit. Dude, isn't that weird? How you associate names with people like, uh, like I, if there was somebody we named Arnie. Be. I would just think of like there's a kid like um, a kid with a football. I'm, Isn't that that kid? No, maybe Arnold. <laughs> football head. I would that just think. Of, I just think of like I think a dork or something. Like I just I don't think of no, like I Arnold really for whatever reason. It's like, weird how if you have one bad uh, experience with somebody with that name, yeah, you're like I don't fucking trust that dude. Yeah, Ernest. Anymore. Ernest is one that I'll just and I think of maybe because of Bert and Ernie. Whatever reason, I just think a dork, dude. I'm just Ernest. Like, Ernest. What is it? Ernest. 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 Yeah, but <laughs> that one, the Halloween one, where they had to kill the trolls with milk. The one where my favorite one was when he went to went to camp. 
That was one of, oh, yeah, the, one of the first yeah. ones I remember. You never see it. Ernest Goes to Camp is probably one of my favorite. Yeah, I've seen. I saw yeah, yeah. all those fucking Ernest movies. That guy's probably dead. He's been dead for Jim. Uh, what was his name? Jim, uh, Thanks Jim, for breaking it Jim's like Ram. that, dude. You let me down. R.I.P. <laughs> Ernest. He died of uh, R.I.P. Ernest. Too soon. He's smoking. Yeah, he died back in the nineties, late nineties, maybe. Or really? He died, he I thought that for sure he was a. He was a young guy. man. He was. Oh no, young man. He was not a young man. He was forty-five he, in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> but he died of. Uh, he was forty-five for twenty years. You never aged. Uh, never exactly. aged at all. Uh, like brick wall. Yeah, that was, there was, he was he was an interesting individual. He wasn't like a, I don't know. There was something I watched about him. I can't remember, but I remember him being a lot more. He was a lot deeper than than those movies came across. Uh, like uh, you have to watch some stuff about him. I like when you when you <coughs> don't really have an opinion about somebody, but you have an opinion. They're just like an actor, or they do something, and you're just used to seeing them in that light. Yeah. Then you see them in how they are in real life, and you're like, oh, they're like a really cool person. I just became an actual fan of that person. Yeah. I love when that happens. Have you watched that Jim Carrey documentary? Uh, yeah. Yep. Dude, that was so... Jim and Andy? Yeah. Fucking nuts, yeah, dude. dude. Jim Carrey's been... Um, uh, I've been watching a lot of, obviously, Russell Brand, but Jim Carrey, man, this whole ego thing that he's on, and it, I'm like, I get it. Like, I'm on... Do you know what it. I I'm, think it is? Hmm. I've heard the rumor. I don't know if it's true. It, it seems to be along those lines that he's supposedly playing Terrence McKenna in a biopic, and he's been experimenting with super, super uh, high doses of psychedelics all a lot. Like I heard, this is just yeah. what I heard. He went to a cabin in the woods for like a month by himself and just fucking ate mushrooms every day and like explored the wilderness and shit. Yeah. And if you listen to the way he's talking, he's starting to sound pretty I, fucking. Duncan Trussell. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm hoping it's that's fucking not, crazy. I'm hoping that's not the case. I don't. Obviously, I don't mind psychedelics. I've done them. I continue to do them on on occasion. But I'm hoping that that's not. He's he completely delved himself into that, and that's what's creating this. Because if you look at interviews back from 20 years ago, and he was talking. He would talk about manifesting. You could see he was early on on this journey of like of this sort of egoless self or whatever this transcending ego. Because he would talk about it just the way he would talk. He like right after. Um, what were those movies he did? Uh, like Truman the Show? The Mask and all that shit. The three big ones, Liar, Liar, The Mask, and he was, Ace Ventura. He, he would talk about, yeah, like how he created this thing where, you know, what was his purpose on life? And it was, well, it was to make people laugh. So then he started this whole thing. And that was like 20 years ago. So then, and you can see throughout, and then I think the biggest thing that may have happened, like, so if he's playing Terrence McKenna or whatever, that's that's cool. I mean, I'm hoping that's not why he's doing this. I'm hoping it's not it some makes sense. sort of Joaquin that's, Phoenix bullshit. Because yeah. that, that would kind of upset me. Well, that's what the, <clears throat> the whole Jim and Andy documentary is. Like, him, sh well, like that's what he does. That was if the, he found out, if he, like, li like I want to become Terrence McKenna, he probably did yeah. a fucking shitload of drugs. That would... No, you're you're kind of just Daniel Day Lewis does the same shit. Wasn't no, he like I mean a the, shoemaker for a while. He cobbled <laughs> for fucking for like a year to do yeah. a movie that made eight fucking dollars and no one gave a shit I, about. I have no problem with Daniel Day Lewis doing that shit. Yeah. If the movie's gonna be fucking good, do that shit all you want for like. Uh, Gangs in New York and There Will Be Blood. Those yeah. are great fucking movies, yeah. and he's awesome in those movies. But a fucking shoe cobbler or Lincoln? No one saw Lincoln. No one cares. I saw Lincoln. I thought Lincoln was amazing. Oh, okay. Never mind. Just the last thing. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> just was, I, I talked some shit, though, it's, and then I heard, like, Hawksaw Ridge. I was like, fuck Mel Gibson right now. Yeah. He's way too, he's too, like, he's gone off the Christianity fucking deep end. He, like, goes to churches and shit. I saw videos on YouTube. Beale showed me. Real shit. Where he's, he, like, goes... I don't want to tell Beal this when we were talking, and Beal might listen to this because he'll see and probably be like, "Oh, I'm gonna check that out." And Beal, I'm not bashing you, but Beal was explaining to me like how he's like he's a Mel Gibson nut hugger. This is a while ago. I might be misquoting him, uh, <laughs> but he was like, "Yeah." And then Mel Gibson was talking about Hacksaw Ridge, and he made that movie because this guy was like 
such a pure soul and like didn't want to use guns like a fucking faggot when you're going to war you need a fucking <laughs> gun dude for real you're those japs are trying to kill you you need to try to fucking kill them i'm pretty sure it says in the bible if japs try to kill you kill them back yeah, no it doesn't not it, even nothing close. like that no no i know people some there's something in the bible that people try to use for justifying war eye for an eye nah, 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 I mean, that, that's the Old Testament if you go to the New Testament they, they the old, it's the same book Jesus changed no 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 you, me, the idea of an eye a, for an eye you don't get to separate but the then two. it's the idea that, that to turn thy cheek or smite the, you know whatever smite thy if, it's Jesus it, whatever the Old Testament and the, the New, New Testament, Testament to me it's just a one there's two completely book. different ideology what are you are you kidding me but think but but look the, read the read it's a book. all the god read the new of Testament, Ab- it's all the god of abraham though right it's all the same god that's fine it doesn't matter but the new testament came look, through. that was the age of the age the beginning of the age of what is it pisces Chris, the, look, that, dude if you're fucking a christian or a muslim or a jew you're all worshiping the same god the god of abraham anybody abraham who's doing god. anything whether you're in a where you look at the old egyptian uh, but you, what i'm saying is you can't say that if you're a christian you can't say that the new testament is relevant and the Old Testament is irrelevant. I'm I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is there's um, you can have updated versions of shit. Do you not you still you use cannot, Microsoft ninety five? No, the word dog, of God, you don't. When it is the word of God, you can't God is, God is infallible, correct? <laughs> not true. Let me tell you something. God is infallible, that's fine. Yes. Look, you wanna this look at the old Christian You wanna look at the old Christian <laughs> You wanna look at the old Christian thing later. This I'm just playing devil's advocate, but that's it, fine. What, the, in Mormon with Mormon theology, uh, uh one, the book can be uh bullshit. It's, it's all bullshit. open source, man. In a sense we have we have, we have living they have living. That's fine. But I'm saying according to Christians that I've talked to if they, a lot of them, you probably haven't talked to anybody who's done any sort of reading uh, at, at all. They've probably even read the Bible and they just call themselves Christians. I know a lot of. So them just be, be wary of who you're talking. Who you're calling there's a, But there's a lot of people in this country, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you that the majority, a lot of people that believe this, and I know that they believe. It and they have Donald, no reason why they know. They a lot of them they elected the president that's in office right now. But what what I was going to say is, you can't. Uh, the way I see it is if. It, if it's all the same God, you can't take one and not have the other. And they believe, a lot of them believe, that it is the Word of God. And if God is infallible, like they say that he is, you wouldn't need two books. You need a set of rules and a, yeah. and, and a set of stories. One fucking copy right. that would guide you through your entire life. You wouldn't right. need to revamp it. and you wouldn't need yeah, But keep in mind, who's translating them from the Word of God? Humans. A human. And, human, but, and humans make errors. But... Humans make massive fucking errors. That's right. But I've never so, heard a, a hardcore Christian admit that it is... In, you can interpret it however you want. It's I've heard pe- smart people say like, "Oh, you can interpret it the way you want." You can. Uh, it, they're just these are anecdotes. So who are you listening to? So you're just uh, gonna, lots you're of o- different people. You're only going to pay here's, attention here's to those what, ones though. That, people like you. you that, there's plenty of people, people like me. No, I'm saying people like you who just read it and and say like because I. Pretty sure there's probably a lot of really good stuff in the Old Most Testament. Most anything you learn about anything good is comes out of the New Testament. What do you think about think about the Mount, some, the Sermon on the Mount? Any of that yeah. that comes from that is, you know what, is is just normal. P, you know what Pete Holmes claims is not only is the story of Jesus a relevant story, it's the only story that's ever been told. Yeah, and then you, he started giving references to the points like. Like naming movies and shit, he's like, name any movie. Yeah. It's the story of Jesus, and, he, and, and it's he, not the story of Jesus. It's the story. Of, I mean, the story of Jesus talks. You think about the pineal gland, and you start yeah. talking about the, the. But it's a story of a man. Things are going well, then they drop down to the, uh, the to the lowest low, and then they bi- get built back up. That's a fucking story arc that's in every fucking plot of every movie that's ever made. Is the story arc of Jesus' life for the most part, and you can't. He he. Basically, the point I'm trying to make is that the, it's the only story that's ever been told is the story of the, of the Bible and blah blah. And I'm not saying that the Bible is a bad thing. I'm not at all. I think it's probably helped 
way more people than it's herded. Yeah. Nah. That's herded? I didn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fucked up a little. I said herded. I haven't, I haven't said anything for a while. I, I know. You, you could jump in, slam me. <clears throat> but uh, I. And we, we probably shouldn't go on this. We can. We can go on any tangent we want. It's our fucking podcast. Do whatever podcast. we want. We want. <laughs> but. It's my cell phone. Um, I, I just say I've, I've heard. I've, I think it's wrong. This is I was playing devil's advocate, but this is me making the point that I'm trying to make. I think that, like you said, people that worship the Bible, worship Christ, saying that the Bible is the Word of God, and yeah. because supposedly it is, even though it's tra- even though it's <coughs> it's uh, channeled through humans, if it's the Word of God channeled through humans, then God's not going to fucking make mistakes in channeling that. Because God can't make mistakes. God can't make mistakes, but the humans can make huge fucking mistakes. What? And I feel like that's that's why to me the whole thing is boiled down to like obviously humans make fucking mistakes. Obviously God didn't tell them anything. They just a lot of really smart people came up with a a, a pretty good set of ideas after a lot of thinking, and all these stories got conglomerated. conglomerated. Yeah, Did I say it right? Compiled, whatever you want to say. I like to say conglomeration. Conglomeration. Into into a book that has been very, very useful. Uh, a, a, a form of therapy, a form of uh, There's... psychiatry for people for a long time. I just don't think... I, th- I feel like it would be more of a sure thing if it was the infallible word of God. Then there would be real, well, really no questioning it because everyone would be like, obviously do that. But then there's some things... In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, that you look at and you go, "That's not. Don't do that." You're taking everything so literal out of every all of this. The, the fact of the matter well, is, yeah, it's because Sam Harris well, influences me, bro. Well, don't let anybody influence <laughs> you. You just go with your own thoughts. And number one, these thoughts that you're saying that these people came up with, they did not. These are this is energy, and these this is this is consciousness. That's another thing, and it comes. No, there's no thought that we all we all know. No thought comes just from any. It, it, it just we don't just come up with things. It's been. These thoughts have been circulating in yeah, vibrations. And, Selma Hayek uh, is your muse. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen dogma, dude. I'm what I'm saying is is, uh, don't take everything so literal and don't worry so much about what these other Christians think because you're only concentrating on these extreme, literal, not sort of woke people because I would consider myself a, a, a Christian in a sense, but I don't take everything literal. But I, understanding that the Bible has been written a hundred times over in different languages in different it's been around. I mean, those stories and everything, we all know. We can't deny the fact that all those stories have been told thousands for thousands of years before the Bible was even around. You know, yeah. um, with just different names, different gods, and so forth. Um, but if you just stop taking everything so literal and understand, like, um, and just don't worry about those people, but understand that there, there's some message there. There's something deeper to it than whatever. If it still exists, and we're talking about... T- 4,000 years later, the New Testament, 2,000 years later, and people are still talking about it, there's some relevance behind it. It's not just some people, you know what I'm saying? There's something behind all this. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it goes a lot, way, way deeper than just the literal text and everything, and that there's this guy, Jesus. I think that all these things are just more of a, it's just more figurative. Metaphors. Language. Yeah, metaphors, yeah, allegories, and so forth. That, I always like Duncan Trussell's take on the Bible in, in a lot of things in general. is like, these are just uh, examples and stories, meta metaphors for you to interpret the way you want to interpret them and most of them are positive Therefore, interpret the way that you feel they need to be interpreted not the way you want them you know, to be yeah because there's a the word wrong i, I have a problem that's why i have a problem with organized church in general is because when you go in there they tell you what their interpretation of it yeah. is and people just go oh that's beautiful that's lovely i love that instead of listening to their like, own intuition. you gotta go with what you think but all that uh aside uh nobody on this pod that's listening to this podcast has probably met jason or talked to him he used to not 
say things like this. He used to say way cooler shit. And, <laughs> and, and, and way meaner shit. <laughs> but he's recently, I, I guess it's not that recently, within the past couple years, gone through a... An enlightening phase. Yeah, we well, don't want. Well, he's yeah. in the middle of the. He's uh, in the middle of the movie. My Kundalini. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm on the. I'm, I'm on the. I'm on you're the tail end of the uprising. Saying, upri- dude, you were. You were in the middle of your yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and now you're ba- back on your. Up, I just spent up, my up, forty up. days out in the middle of nowhere. Well, it was four months, five months in Vegas by myself in a basement after rehab. Same thing was uh, that was my Jesus out in the. You know what I mean? I ran into the serpent, man. I've seen it all. Like so, it's the same. I'm going through the same, but the yeah, the journey, man, started years ago. Years ago. Your story is like the same four, as Jesus' four story. Years ago. No, it's not the same <laughs> as. But it's the same, no, it's not the same as Jesus' story, but it's the same story that we all somewhat will will we'll go through. And it I hope that everybody else has the same experiences that I did. Um, what? Let's just start from the beginning because I want to hear. I don't even know if I know the whole your whole story. What happened with <clears throat> over the past few years that this like your your life's going steady, but it wasn't good. No, not good at no. It was you were doing the same thing. I was doing what society made me believe that I was supposed to be doing. I felt that I was successful, uh, that uh, you know I had things, the the material things that I wanted or that I needed. I was going on this journey. Nice jeans. I was was in the nicest because I would wear regular jeans and be like, dude, when are you gonna fucking buy? And I'd be and I. But the thing was, was I was living a life, but I wasn't. There was no. There was no understanding. Knowing what I know now about myself, there was no fulfillment there. I was empty. Like there was an empty spot. I could. Pull the, the all the vagine in the world. I dressed well. I had my hair cut every ten nine day, nine ten days. I was loaded Gay. with anxiety. I was loaded with depression. People didn't see that because I wouldn't let people see that because I felt as the society wouldn't wouldn't accept that because that's kind of how we're raised. Unfortunately, especially as men, that you know. So when you that, guys didn't yeah. see me, if I wasn't partying and drunk, because the only time you guys ever saw me was drinking, because I couldn't be out otherwise, mm-hmm. because I created these anxieties and so forth. I was around I had fear. you when you weren't. <laughs> Yeah, but that's but, around just but, me and you. What you, I'm saying is yeah. I couldn't be... But I'm just saying even then you was... Like, I can't name one time that it was just me and you in my house that you were like uppity and ready to have a good yeah, time. You yeah. always were like, I'll, I'll let me take a nap. Yeah, or, I was always that. And then and, and if I was in a deep, deep depression, you wouldn't see me at all. People wouldn't... I, there would be days where, you know, three, four days... Where the fuck go, is Jason? Like, Nick and I would say that all the time. Where's Jason? Yeah. Where's, but I wouldn't let you... Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I'm not coming out. Yeah. And we were always like, that's so fucking weird. Why you wouldn't let me... I wouldn't let you... I wouldn't let people see me, though. Yeah. So that was it. I mean, that was something that, uh, you know, through all the... Uh, I mean, looking back, I don't know what... why You know, I mean, I know why I'm... I, I, I have an understanding now of why I'm, I was that way. But what I'm saying is there was always a hole, but everybody would look at me and say, this guy got together. You know, Steve Coronas would... Or anybody would always say, man, that guy, you know, because I'm buying them drinks. I'm able to financially uh, have this good time. Yeah. But I was not happy inside. I was I was miserable. I, I was angry. This is like an anecdote. <laughs> when I, when one of the first times we ever hung out, like we had been hanging out for a little bit. Like uh, when, when me and Jason first met, we did not like each other. I don't think you got along with anybody. No. Did you get along with them? Yeah. Probably. But because, it was like later. It was yeah. later because... Yeah, there was. It like, was like after he had already. Yeah, we yeah, already established yeah. friendship. But when me and Jason first met, we did not get along at all. Not because of me. I was cool as fuck. I was super <laughs> yeah, nice. you weren't like. <laughs> it was him causing conflict. No. Uh, he honestly, they, it he, was he, me. Jason was causing conflict because I was interested in a girl that he knew, but I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know him. But a couple weeks after that, like I after I. I had met you and been hanging out. It was the first time I ever had a thought in my head that like there you're there's something a little bit weirder about you or deeper than, than, <laughs> that I didn't realize is that 
Nick, I met Nick at the bar, and I'd never seen you at the Nick at the bar without you before. Yeah. And Nick, we were drinking, and Nick's you weren't there, and Nick made a joke about. Uh, where, where, where Jason said he can't come out because uh, he's broke or something. And and J, well, J, Nick goes, when is Jason fucking broke? He's always fucking out buying people drinks and shit. He's always like, when is and Nick's like making this big sh- making a joke like this big show? But I was like, after he said it all, I was kind of like, why why isn't he here? Like what? what Jason's like the the dude that was at the bar before everybody else, or or wants to be at the bar before everybody else. Yeah. And I was like, that's ah, kind of weird that he's not here. I never thought about it. Probably because you're at home, depressed. Fucking and I was probably broke. I was, I was, you know what I mean. That, but you weren't buying drugs or anything. This no, 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 no. I wasn't drug. But the, the drug that at that time, that my drug then was material, whether it be clothes, yeah, whether it be a hundred and fifty dollar pair of jeans, a hundred dollar something shirt. Uh, you know, you talk about it's a twenty dollar haircut once a week. Yeah, you know, just little things like that. And alcohol was being consumed more than, uh, more than. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was bad. But people, the problem is, is we look at addiction and we look at depression. We look at all these things the wrong way you know nobody people would say I want the old Jason back people would say that when you know a year ago when I was in the middle thing and it's just like I don't you like the guy who was an ass people would say that to me you know, I know. this and that I, I just want the old Jason, Jason. because that addiction because <laughs> society because the old Jason was our friend at least you know what I mean like even though we see that's the thing is surface area for the most part <coughs> people that knew you well were just like Oh, he's a, we like Jason. He's cool. Yeah, but yeah, what he, we didn't know, every, you you were always tormented. I knew you, I knew that, but I didn't know what it <coughs> what it was that was tormenting you. Whatever it was, I just was like, I know that he. I knew you. See, our our friendship was <coughs> superficial from the get go. We all mm-hmm. we, originally we started out hanging out drinking, and then we always just hung out and drunk. That's it. Four locos. The yeah. summer of Four Locos. Probably one of the best summer of my life. <laughs> a phenomenal summer. I talk about that summer all the time. Yeah. Uh, it, but uh, uh, as far as on a personal uh, thing, I, you know, they, I was tormented on the inside. I wouldn't let people see it. People just thought I was the life of the party. And that's not who I was. So all of my relationships with people at that point were superficial. Um, they were about just filling whatever void that I had to fill. And then I would go home and then that wouldn't be... It wouldn't be filled. Yeah, so... But that that addiction, the the society, the the addiction of buying clothes and looking nice and doing all these things and drinking is acceptable. People are down with that all day long. They don't give a shit. shit, And the thing is, is nobody wants to give it... Nobody wants to fuck with it because if it ain't broke, it doesn't appear to be broke. Jason was a good time. That guy was a fun motherfucker to be around. Having no pants parties and all these things. I was the one getting the lot, you know. um, So nobody wanted to fuck with that. I'm not blaming anybody for not... Stepping in or saying anything because that's that's up to me. But um, and that I would have told you to fuck off and mind your business. But <laughs> it's funny to me. Then the minute that I start doing methamphetamines, which in a sense are hallucinogen, and by no way am I condoning them, but I would never change uh, that any experience, any experience in my life for that. And that that's also one of them that I learned a lot about myself. Positive things. I when I was in rehab, I would t- they would always make us the 12 step pro all these whatever they would t- tell us not to dwell on the past and we need to move forward blah 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 but then we'd be sitting in rehab and they would say well how did how did addiction negatively affect you and it would piss me off because you just these, told me not to think about and, that and that's shit. what I would say I said why are we talking about this you said positive so I said I'm gonna change it and I'm gonna say I'll tell you how it positively affected me and I, it humbled me and it, it made me realize what I didn't need in life and it made me um, made, made me less judgmental about these people that beforehand I would have called white trash and pieces of shit and all this other stuff just 10 years ago um, <clears throat> and now it's brought out this 
sort of, and it sort of made me woke it. Because it, regardless of what people want to think about the drug, it is a hallucinogen and it does sort of open your mind. And that wasn't the first time I've Do seen done the, mushrooms before. But the hallucinogen part, I said hallucinogen because I'm yeah. cultured. Do you think the white part? trash in your fucking Kurt Cobain outfit. <laughs> chill the fuck out. Hey, the shirt I'm that I'm wearing, by the way, everybody. It's a monkey says, in a suit. It's a civilized know, with a to death on it, and it's a monkey with a with a phone. Tell them about the Kurt Cobain fucking. But I have a fucking flannel over it. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, didn't I? I, mean, I forgot what I was going to say. Grungy dude. I had to break it up for a second. I'm sorry, I get. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. No, it's cool, man. Like I'm, I like hearing this shit. I just like um, what, what not used to it. What was I gonna say? Yeah, what were you just saying right before? We're talking about hallucinogens. Hallucinogens. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think part of the hallucinogen aspect yeah. of meth is the lack of sleep? Because I remember no. you telling me a story about you hallucinating. I don't mean, but you what, yeah. hadn't slept for like four days. Uh, that was that was uh, that was yeah that was um, a psychosis of sorts. No, 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 I'm not talking about that kind of hallucinogenic <laughs> property. I'm talking about more of the open mind, the creativity. When you take <sighs> when you take um, see, because I'm not one for if I take mushrooms or do acid or something, I'm not about the visual. Aspects of that hallucination. I don't care to see funny colors, and I'm like, no. Nah, yeah. I think that shit. I think that's for dorks. <laughs> I think that's for high school kids and dorks. I don't think I'm talking about your brain starting to think these thoughts that yeah, are just yeah, outside yeah. of the realm. That's what I'm talking about. And the, and meth does have that that aspect to it. it is it, like I said, it is a hallucination. Obviously, the psychosis and the sleep. You know that where I'm seeing bikers down the street, and I think they want to kill me, and I got, <laughs> I, I know that they were there. And they weren't there. Yeah, that's no. That, no I'm not talking about that. That shit sucks. That's <laughs> that was scary. Um, but no, I'm talking about the the eye opening thing. The it helped me focus more. I was starting to read, but I just had these these thoughts. And we, we've all have we all not done hallucinogens here. No, I've done some hallucinogens. I never have. You know, well, if you if you ever do them, um, you don't ignore what everybody talks about when they talk about funky colors and that shit. That's that's frat boy shit. I'm talking about the uh, the eye, the opening the sort of the opening of the third eye, like. Yeah. This sort of just like you start thinking things are just when you start to realize that there's there are things greater than you. Yeah. And and that's um that's what I'm talking about. So the method that's of course with meth, but it's also it lies to you too. And it makes you lie to yourself about being okay and this and that, whatever. But like um I don't really I can't remember what I'm all I'm saying is it made me realize I just wouldn't change that experience for anything. Um it made me feel better. And it wasn't even before that I started doing cocaine. I started drinking less. But what I'm saying is, is like, uh, all these drugs or what, I don't know. These things that are unacceptable. Just in society. Yeah. Are, it made me better. It, it didn't make me better. It was all, it helped me along my journey of, make, of getting me to where I am today and to where I'll hopefully be moving forward. All that if stuff I was to sit, Yeah. If I was to sit here and yeah. if I could be still drinking to this day, if I was still drinking as much alcohol as I was, if I was still buying all those outfits and doing all these things, but I was miserable at home... But you'd see me on the weekends and people would still be like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. The second I'm doing meth, and if, now, now keep in mind, if I wasn't to tell anybody that I was doing meth, none of you would have known. Yeah. Nobody would have known. Nobody would have had a clue. Nobody. Because I could have lied to you and said something. I could have said, because people thought I was completely sober. Oh, man, I'm glad you quit the cocaine, man. That's awesome. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could fool you. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Because I wasn't the kind of meth user where I was shooting up and where I was up for 30 days straight. And, I, and my brain, could, to be honest with you, could handle it a little bit differently than everybody else some people will just go fucking that shit crazy what i'm saying is if i didn't tell people that like i said nobody nobody would have known um and people were like thought i was happier and all this stuff the second that i started saying like i've got a problem and i was in a sense screaming that i have this problem yeah. but also convincing myself that i don't but yet telling people i have a you know i do yeah. meth but um but i'm fine 
That was yeah, the that's the conversation you that's, and I had. Yeah, you and I had like a three-hour conversation one night, and you're like, I was you asking convinced you. me that... Oh, yeah, you convinced him. Because sure. he was like, like, no, Jason's great. I said, he's what buff, I said, I was like, he's cleaning hotel rooms. He's got it all, man. He's the happiest dude on earth. I wasn't trying to convince you. I was honestly, no, no. I was honestly asking you. Because people, the minute that I started telling people that I was doing meth, and that was me internally asking for help. Regardless of if I look back on it. Yeah. To start coming out because my brain was saying like no 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 dude this isn't healthy but in, the second I started telling people the second that people started turning their backs on me even oh. though the, I came off happier and nobody would have known yeah. otherwise and the second I said the word meth it was I was this biggest piece of shit so I called on my one friend who I know would be dead honest with me and I wasn't trying to convince you I wasn't trying to manipulate you in any way yeah. I was honestly asking you dude because I didn't know what my reality was yeah. at that point I felt like I was in control and was normal and I could ask the one person I knew would tell me the straight up truth Without being condescending, without being a piece of shit, but at the same time giving me the truth. And I'm like, dude, am I going crazy? What, what do you see in me when we're talking? Am I, do I seem more enlightened? Because if I was to never tell you I was doing meth, like, that's basically, what would you think of me right now? Yeah. Am I fucking losing my mind or am I not? Because some people would say, look at me like in disgust. Of course, that, that is the psychosis in you. Like, that's the psychosis part where you think everybody's talking about, you know, you're hearing things. That is. Yeah. But, <clears throat> and so when we talked and I was just like, I, you know, I breathe more than ever. I... And 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 all I was these like things. super happy. I was like, right on, dude. Like, to be honest, I like I was like, whatever. And the thing is, is when you told me that, then all of a sudden, and it's by no, not your fault or anything. But I was like, I used that as justification though to keep going down that road because I'm like, well, if Kyle thinks I'm fine, and as long as he says, because you would have told me, like, no, dude, you're. You look crazy right now, and you're sitting in the corner, yeah. and you got your thumb in your mouth, bro. You're fucking nuts. But that's you know? the thing. You that's what I was waiting to, to hear. That's what I wanted you to hear. Came off like. Uh, you weren't drinking. Yeah. You were drinking Diet Coke the whole yeah. night. You were smoking cigarettes, just being like, uh, just the reg- the an upbeat version of yourself that yeah. I was like completely fine with. <coughs> but you weren't drinking, you weren't getting mad. No one, you, you, you know, old Jason would be like, if someone looked at you, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. And then I'd be like, yeah, what are, what is he looking at? Tell that. Yeah. For, but you weren't doing that at all. And from And then you told me, you told me you had that one moment. Where you were sitting there, and you were like, "I'm super happy right now." And you looked at your your pipe with your meth in it, and you said, "It's all because oh, of you, baby." Yeah, and you took start. a huge. And I was like, "And I was like, it's what you did is make me rethink my thoughts on what meth does to people." Because yeah. I was like, "I have zero experience <coughs> with anybody that's ever done meth before. Yeah. All I've ever heard about meth is shit that people have told me, and I've never really even met anybody that's done meth. I'm just talking about the." the intervention shows and shit. right 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 and so they show like, you the most extreme and i always have that in the back of my head it's always a thought my my natural thought process is to, to like question things and and i listen to a shitload of podcasts and i always trying to take in different different perspectives and i, I made me start thinking like dude i've never had an accurate description of what meth is like and i i have a, a strong feeling that most things are pretty okay in moderation yeah i didn't know what like if you were a moderate user, a second to second user, or what? But you didn't seem high to me at the time that we were talking. I was high. As you, shit. you probably I was were. High. But the only thing that it seemed like to me is that you were talking a little faster. But you, mm-hmm. you, but you always talk fast. Yeah. So I was like, the, the, in my own head, I'm trying to justify it. Like, yeah, he's just he always fucking talks like this. Yeah. What am I trying? I mean, he's probably not high right now. But you convinced me that I was like. I, and I, keep in mind, I wasn't trying to convince you of anything. I, know, I was I trying to find. My, All you were doing. I was trying to yeah, actually get a question. Crying for, you were crying for help, and it went right over the top. Of my well, head. no, no, no. I wasn't even crying for help. I was asking, like, I just wanted to know 
because that would have been the moment if some if you were to tell me because so it was look, true. Man, you're looking. You look. The like truth a was was I did right look. A, I was thinner. I think maybe my eyes were. Maybe I was. I'm, a, I'm more had, of a mod. I was more of a moderate user. I had than most. seen you look so much worse before. Yeah. And I had heard people <sighs> tell me like Mindy sent me a picture of you from the bar one time. Yeah. That, and she's like, "Does Jason look thin to you?" Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was four or five months re- before, yeah. Yeah, and I was, was like, he looks real fucking thin. Yeah. I was like, he does not look good at all. Like, that's not, a, it's a shitty way to look. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't look good. And she's like, yeah, he's fucking, he just looks, he's thin and he's acting weird. This might have even been before I knew that you did any meth. And I was like, man, yeah, Coke, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine was, that wasn't the problem. I was still, I was still 220 pounds when I was doing a bunch of cocaine. I wasn't losing any weight with that shit. Um, but no, the meth, like, so... Uh, and when I talk about the whole that little me god it's the convincing yourself because by the way everybody methamphetamines are horrible highly addictive highly it is not yeah. nothing to mess with it probably it's not all the shit that I thought mentally, about it before Jason convinced me that it was awesome yeah. that's probably true go <laughs> with that if you if somebody could give you a little methamphetamine pill and it was clean it had clean things that you took it once a day and you could take it once a day but it wasn't highly addictive it's a, like a limitless pill in a sense. It does open up your brain. There's a hallucinogenic effect to it. It Look, does. No one create... does meth because it fucking sucks. No, if nobody does sucks. Yeah, if it sucked, no one would fucking get addicted to yeah. it, and no one would like it because it sucks. But the reason you get addicted to it is because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. and, and what you want shit. the truth? The first couple times I did it wasn't even that awesome. It was. The, let me give you the story about how all yeah. that went down. Because I'm <laughs> so I've been doing cocaine for a few years. Started laughing and drinking, and then all of a sudden, the first thing was was I did mushrooms for the first time, and I felt lied to. Because the first time I ever did mushrooms, um, this is the whole beginning of this whole drug use, was I felt the most amazing thing. I saw the mo- I remembered everything, and I had this great uh, sort of opening experience with this. I was like, man, this is the moon is like a, is like three D, and well, I'm not talking about like, the, but there was this more, to, there was this just deeper meaning to my life, and I was like, and I don't feel like shit the next day, uh, and I was like, fucking dare program lied to me. I was lied to my entire yeah. life, and it made me what else wonder what else. What else they lied to you about? Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, mixing that with somebody who has an addictive personality became a problem because now all of a sudden it's like, well, what about this cocaine thing that they talked about? I always hear about Len Bias. One motherfucker on the entire planet that died from cocaine but wasn't even the cocaine that probably killed him. It was probably just because he had a bad fucking heart. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, these motherfuckers are did cocaine. And I remember being like, what the f... Like I was... Happy, excited, ecstatic. Cocaine. Had like oh, a bunch of biz, business tr- ideas. And- well, yeah. You just, <laughs> I remember just talking and I felt good. And my, and I'm going to pick you up tomorrow. And I didn't care to drink. <laughs> start. And start. I had some of the deepest conversations on cocaine. So then all whatever. And I did. Of course, I've done acid a few times. And to be honest with you, acid and mushrooms, when it comes to those kind of hallucinogens that aren't, aren't addictive, um, amazing times. Because those are the ones that you like. But then methamphetamines came around. And what happened was, was one night I ran out of cocaine. And, uh, and I was doing quite a bit of cocaine at this point. A this gram point. a day? More than that, <laughs> more than that, and you're uh, more than that. Be- I asked you one time when you were doing cocaine because I did, I was trying not to get all up in your business. Yeah, but I asked you what's a what's like the LD fifty number for cocaine, and I think you said eight grams in like a twenty four hour period. or something. I don't know whatever whatever I told you is probably bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't want to like that. jump in, but I've like I've been like compiling questions this whole oh, time. Oh yeah, okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Um, so you. How much were you spending a day on coke? Or how much were you spending? What would you like a week, a day? Would you so, go buy a gram a day, or what? How? Would... So towards the end of my cocaine use, um, and, uh, what what happened was was a, a gram was essentially this is only a few years ago forty dollars. 
Uh, now it's like ninety or something. Grand, the, the, that's not like the, a good deal, dude. Well, nowadays it's like outrageous. It's like ninety or hundred dollars a gram or whatever. But it was forty dollars. Thank God. You're and a gram could get me a couple of days worth of high. But of course, I wasn't getting high all the time. I was only getting high when I wanted out. <clears throat> then all of a sudden, so you just take like a little bit just to like, yeah. Oh, it's like my coffee. Yeah, I'm so good. A couple grams a, a week. The morning jitters are done. Yeah. I'm good to go. Let's a couple move. grams a it's week. Called a bump, time to dude. suck the days. Yeah. take a bump before I left. Yeah, 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 I've been yeah. I've been around. I'm yeah, yeah. So it. you do that, and of course, by the end of it, it was it was a gram, two grams, sometimes three grams <clears throat> a day because the shit Isn't was getting well. No, like, because it was getting worse. What does that look like? So. I mean, th- three grams is, 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 I mean, if you think about uh, three, gra- three and a half grams is an eight ball. So if you can think of not an actual eight ball, but like, I know. What an you can picture like three a and a half grams. A yeah. sack of, but it's, it's a lot less like this than, big. Mm, yeah. Two yeah. pouches of chew. But two, I remember how many grams were on the table in Scarface when he smashed right. his face into it. <laughs> Those were kilograms, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> <Those were kilograms laughs> so anyway, so then you spend in whatever, but then, but then, see, at that point, the problem was, was I, every moment I needed to be high because now I, I, I convinced myself that if I wasn't high, that I wasn't feeling well. So then I had to get, that if I was doing sales, because I was doing sales, uh, whether it was a True Green or, um, I shouldn't say the name, sorry, at Blue, at Blue Smean or whatever. <laughs> I, um, or working doing the, the other Kemlon place. I convinced myself <laughs> that, hey, this helps my sales, because I created that thought in my head, and we'll go back, we'll talk about I feel about like that's a thing, yeah. I don't mean to keep it on. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like that's the thing, like, you like watch, like, Portrayals on like Wall Street and shit. Yeah. Everybody's fucking mm-hmm. gacked out. Uh, yeah, Joey Diaz. You know Joey Diaz. Yeah, yeah. That dude talks about how he would do a fucking eight ball at night. <laughs> yeah. Wake up in the morning. Go. He did like telemarketing, or yeah. he he ran. He, did, he like, sold cars too. Yeah, in, uh, he's, in Boulder. Yeah, he said that he would do like so that he would mind. call like you know those betting services you call. Oh, They're yeah, like yeah. oh. 200 bucks will give you all this week's picks, 90% guarantee, whatever. He's like, I would fucking sell. (coughs) I would just sell to everybody. He's like, I got it in my head that I had to be high to do that. Yep. Yeah. The thing is, yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly what happened to me. So what happened was I created that in my head that I had to be high. I couldn't do this without this. The reality is, is coming in and years down, you know, a year or two later, when I'm in the middle of my meth uh, uh, addiction, that's when I realized, no, no, no. It's in there somewhere. And I don't need this. I have to figure out how to get the fuck away from this. But I, but I was still scared that it wasn't going to be there. That's what helped you get over it. Having that awareness that it was there, um, and we'll get to there in a minute. But like, so then the cocaine thing was the the, the amount the, the cost was going up, the quality was going down. Cocaine quickly here, uh, and and whatever it was. So you have to do more. So there was part of it that I built a bigger tolerance, but there was also part of it that was just becoming more shit. So one night, then uh, my buddy and I said, I asked him, I was like, Hey man, you got anything? Yeah, 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 I got something. Now, I'm not going to say any names or whatever. And he gives it to me. He says, hey, I'm like, this is all these motherfuckers going to give me? So yeah. I pour it out and shit. I'm like, oh, this seems a little bit rockier than normal. You know, <laughs> you know I, mean? I can see my face in it, basically. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I chop it up, snort it, and uh, it fucking burned. It was right the worst. Away. Oh, oh, it was horrible. And it's got this sweet, weird, chemically, chemical taste to it. Yeah. And I remember it. I remember the very first time. And I remember being like, oof. I'm high. That wasn't cocaine. I think I just did methamphetamines. I knew right away. Yeah. And um, and uh, I like this and I, more. I and I didn't get extremely <laughs> crazy or nothing like that. All I know is I felt good. I was high. And then I was so there wasn't very much whatever. Well, so I keep hanging out with this particular person, and then I start they're smoking it. Well, my addictive personality don't have any coke at this point. In my life's kind of going on the show. I had just gotten fired from my other job for not showing up to work. But I told you because I got yeah. camped. Whatever happened there was all related to drugs, but in my mind, I was convincing myself, well, it's this, and that guy's an asshole anyways. But um, I started smoking it, 
And now at the time you have to keep in mind I was doing uh, sassafras and MDMA ecstasy and all these other things. What's, hell on. What's a fucking sass? Don't. So sass is a root. It's that, a yeah. root. Uh, it's a root that it's essentially what they make MDMA out of. There's, okay. a, there's a chemical compound in there. Okay. So sass is essentially just like methamphetamines. And if anybody understands that most like ecstasy. Organic? It's the organic part too. Once they start <laughs> synthetically changing it, yeah. it's not any healthy. It's not any good for you either. Uh, what people don't realize is any a lot of ecstasy that you might do or mo- uh, Molly, if you want to, even though it's supposed to be the purest so form of MDMA, yeah. could very well have uh, uh, methamphetamines in it. Most likely, it does if it's here from the states. So just <laughs> FYI, anybody out there, if you've ever done that, you've probably done methamphetamines. So don't judge me, dickheads. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Mom, Mom, Aunt so, Michelle, yep. So other guy. <laughs> so I. Uh, so what happens is I start smoking it with them, and I'm like, well. I'm not really getting high because smoking is a different. It's it, it hits you kind of immediately, but it doesn't hit you heavy. But you're that's why smokers smoke all day. That's why they spend their time in the garage. Yeah. That's why nothing gets done. And then they're just chatting. So whatever couple, but I notice I'm getting high, and it, it works. It's better than the cocaine. And at this point, whatever. And then I'm asking, and I ask them, and I'm like, "What does a gram of this cost? Forty bucks? Okay, bam. A gram of methamphetamines will get me high. Well, at the time, you know, where where cocaine was just whatever. It was it was it was way too much. I could use I, that whole entire if I just kept it to myself. I could be I could be up literally up for six seven days and I feel phenomenal. There would be no I wouldn't feel like shit. Yeah, <clears throat> as long as I was maybe getting like an hour or two of sleep somewhere in between there. So and uh, in the beginning you don't eat, but the, what got me was and it wasn't the smoking or thing. The first time I ever what you they call parachute and you put it into a napkin, you wrap it up and then you just swallow it. Within forty five minutes of doing that. You swallow the meth. You swallow it's like the an meth. Edible, mer- edible meth. What? Yeah, so I've it's called parachuting. Dude, I'll give you all the different ways you can do it. So shit, it's, it's the next hot rails, cold rails. What the fuck are you those? You can boof it. That's putting up your butt. I've done that a bunch of times. You boofed it. Oh, I boofed it, man. Okay, I just learned the term <laughs> yeah. boof, but yeah, boofing, man. Right now, so, you boof. You show. <laughs> that was down the road. Let me th- let me <laughs> just ask you a quick, uh, quick question. How long after you boof it? Do you feel it within within fifteen twenty minutes? Really? So because it, it sucks into your capillaries up in your butthole. How a lot far faster. do you have to put it up? Well, that's why people past butt the chug. threshold. You have to get past the threshold. And the threshold, yeah, it's just like butt chugging. You get past the threshold. There's a couple ways you can boof. How deep? How deep? Uh, you go right there. Show me on the bottom. You can the feel neck. it because it'll neck. it'll go from where your butt where your butthole's pooping out, whatever it is that you're how you're yeah. trying to boof it. Yeah. Or to where your butthole just kind of sucks it in. Okay. So there's a point where like the straw, if you if you're doing it, I'll give you this one. Let me okay. tell you how I let's felt. Get, let's get yeah. <laughs> Let me okay. tell you the first time how I felt. So I'm in I'm in the shed and I'm eating and all of a sudden he's and people are telling me they've told me the story so I knew what to expect. I knew that I might if I didn't know what to expect I would freak the fuck out. So I'm sitting there all of a sudden bam hits me. This is from and parachuting. Yeah. This is from parachuting. Okay. And, I've, and I wrote a poem about this, by the way, about <laughs> yeah. how I feel. And I could probably read it later on. But anyways, I, I all of a sudden I was like, whew, I got these tingles on my head. And I was like, and I, so I'm standing up. We're playing I Spy. We're in this shed. We're high. Because we were smoking high. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I just get like this. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, And yeah. that's how I feel. You can, if you can picture how I feel right now. Yeah. My whole body's just tingling, like that good tingle. And you're like, oh, fuck. And it's almost feeling like you're, I'm just coming at a million miles an hour. Just duh. that's the whole thing. There's a lot of sexual, um, uh, a lot of sexual like arousal associated with those feelings. This is that dopamine being released? It's the most amount of dopamine my brain's ever released in my brain ever, and it's probably the most I'll ever. The feel first again. time you ever parachuted. Yeah, it, it dumps it. Your brain's not supposed to take this much dopamine. It's the most amazing feeling 
All, if you can think of the most amazing thing, just think ten times over. That's what yeah. it is. And I'm not condoning this, by the way. Do not do it because it goes obviously down a bad yeah, road. Yeah, dude. It, doesn't, it it's sounds hard. terrible. It's, it's, it's hard. Really, it's hard to tell this story. Is no, it is. But, yeah, you're, but I have to be. I have to be. No, yeah, 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 Because I, I don't want people just to think like, oh, he just does this and this dipshit. Because down the road, we all know what happens. Yeah. You end up down by it a creek. It gets bad. You end up living by a creek, fighting it. You know what I mean? Whatever. But um, <laughs> or in jail or dead. Yeah. But anyways. So when I get to film, I sit there and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm getting this fucking tingle in my head, sweat a little bit, I got a fucking rock hard boner. And I'm just like, fuck. And I'm breathing. My eyes are probably dilated as fuck. I'm just sitting there. That's a 20 minute experience of doing this amazing feeling. Then after that, then you start to settle. Then you come in. Now all of a sudden, you're on point. I'm like, I'm ready to go to the bar, motherfuckers. Let's go. Yeah. My words are coming out like a, a fucking ninja. I, I, my dexterity out of nowhere I can fucking jump and do goddamn backflip I mean like I'm I'm like you feel I'm like a that. superhero and it's genuine and, and I'm just my social abilities were bam bam and I was just on point and that was that, that was that's the, when I was that was the rap party for that was for, the night that I got hooked yeah that was it and so from there on out I was high <clears throat> and then I started being you know most of the time it got to the point where I was always high but I don't understand okay w- w- do you mean like as soon as you start feeling like you're not high anymore you have to do more you don't have to, but you want to. But you you want to. Yeah. You have to understand that there's, and then there's a point where you've you've been doing it for so long, whether it be a month or two months, where you're high, that you have to do it, or else you just feel mentally drained because then your brain's not uh, producing naturally. That much yeah, dopamine. It's, it's, it's waiting for the synthetics. It's like doing steroids. Yeah. You know, after you stop doing it, and all of a sudden your brain's like, uh, dude, uh, you were you were promising a delivery today. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. And then that delivery doesn't come. You feel like shit, and that's where you, that's where you couldn't keep the job. That's where I had a hard time keeping jobs because then I'd sleep for four or five days. You know, yeah. once I could be up for a couple of days before that, or I was just miserable. So oh, my body should never left. No, nope. it just like the, <clears throat> it masked it. Yeah, you were just like, cool. I'm, I feel great. Yep. But that's always there. Yeah. Just like waiting to bust open as the door, you're and you're like that, and that's where the four days of not the five days of being up that you want to sleep for four days. Yeah. But it's like, fuck, I feel like shit. I don't yeah. want to do anything. Yeah, yeah. There's the anxiety. Of course, then you're taking a toll on your body. You got to think about if I'm not drinking water, I'm not eating food, and I'm jumping around like I'm a fucking ninja, and I'm truly not. My body's not. I Even know, though my body's telling me that I am. A real calorie-deficient diet right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know if I ever told you this. I told a bunch of people this. when you. I think it was during your cocaine era more than the meth era because I didn't see you a lot when you were in the meth era. But Dude, no, I don't I think said, anybody saw that. I you said the thing like... that bothered me most, which I don't think it's a thing that most that people think about, especially the person that's doing the drugs because you're doing the drugs with people who are – you're usually hanging out with people that do the drugs. Right. But if you're hanging out with people that don't do drugs – I the most annoying thing about it was the fucking fanaticism around the drugs. Yeah. Every time I saw you, we'd be having a conversation. <coughs> you were not present in our conversation because you were lo- checking your phone, yeah. looking at the door, trying figuring out when the score is coming. And so I'd be like, well, you and I were talking one time, and we were like, get started to get into something, and you're like, hold on, you walked away for like 20 minutes. I fucking threw my hands up like what the fuck dude what is this guy doing and that was the first time I realized like oh this is like a fucking fanatical psycho who's trying to he needs to get his score but because I saw you walk out and I saw three other people walk out with you and I'm like oh all these fucking people are trying to get their shit for the night so they can maintain this uh, level of uh, yeah Whatever, whatever the level that you're trying to maintain of whatever it is that you're you're trying to maintain, and and you scooted, you're gone for like 20 minutes. By the time you were back, I was over the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't. That become, happened. That yeah. happened like three or four times, and I was. I told. I remember telling my girlfriend, I was like, uh, 
the thing that bothers me the most about us is that Jason's cool when he's high. It's like it's not like he's he's doing something when he's actually there and high. It's not like he's it's, it bothers me. What bothers me is the crazy fanaticism that's around the drug that I see everybody that he's hanging out with. That they because I was like, we're in the middle of talking. This fucking dude cannot stop looking at his Dang. phone. It's like. And then and then you just leave. You're gone for 20 minutes, and by the time you're back, I'm ready to yeah, leave. Yeah, because the drug like, becomes more important. It, the drug becomes more important than anything. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and I, so t- I was just like, yeah, whatever, fuck that. You, but I don't. I think that's something that that you, nobody re- that, that I never realized would even be a thing until I was like, oh, I know somebody who's an, addicted to to something because it's the most important thing. To yeah. Him. He's like, don't care about anything else besides getting the drug. That's right. Texting. Fucking talking to whispering in people's ears been, and yeah, shit. Like they make me feel like I'm left out of something. I'm like, yeah. what y'all talking about? Can I get? What are you doing? And then yeah. you just leave and my, shit. But my, my days were spent doing that. Yeah, that's one. And the same with the methamphetamines. But uh, yeah, so that was that's the that's the high that you get. And then from that day on, I mean, really, I could I could say that that's where it all started to. I mean, it was still feeling good, whatever. Um, just not realizing that the bad things were having the relationships that I was ruining, and but of course I was creating other ones. But of course there were people that. I don't know, man. It's weird. It's just like... Is there still people that you know that live in Castrock that do meth? Uh, there's a whole bunch of people that I know. But do you... Now that you're back, do you still talk to them? No. I'll, here's what I do. Because I see these people all the time. Yeah. I'll see people... I know... Whatever. I give them hugs. And I, all I say is, you know, um, I don't associate... Here's, here's the, the way that I do things. Because I, I, I feel like there's a purpose in my life. And the purpose is to help others. Because there's this huge misunderstanding about methamphetamine. That meth users are pieces of shit, this and that. No, they're just human beings. I wonder are, how many people who treat meth have actually ever gone through the experience of being addicted to meth. Oh, dude, I was going to say, like, I, feel, I was going to ask you later, like, what's your plan after this? Yeah. But I'll get into it now. I feel like a lot of... Addiction counselors, right? <coughs> they're former, they're users because like, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. come talk to you about like I, if I wanted to talk to you about fucking race car driving, how do I get into race car? I'm not going to talk to you about it, right? I if I wanted to, to talk that. to you about fishing, I'm going to come talk to you, <coughs> yeah. right? Because you have answers. You've you've been through all the ups and downs, and that's why you like go to more experienced people. Like you start a new job, you're gonna, you're going to be with a more experienced person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not the that's, been you see a lot of addiction counselors. That they've gone through the whole yeah. thing, and you know what I mean, and, and they're like, you know, they they're like a success story. When right? I had a, I had to go to a twelve week alcohol course for a, my second MIP, but it, it was a level two DUI class. It was for people who've had two DUIs. The counselor in there used to be Probably an alcoholic. Had five DUIs. He used to, he, yeah, he used to be an alcoholic, and he said he has gotten so far beyond being an addict. That once a month he walks down the street from a house and drinks two bass ales, two two drink, alcoholic drinks. Yeah, and has it doesn't he just can drink them and leave. Yeah. that's how long he's been un. And that doesn't addicted to alcohol. That doesn't even mean that's not that's not a <clears throat> how long. It's a you finally figured out what he the figured true, out the, the true the, problem. Yeah, exactly. Were. And I can get the timetable yeah. is irrelevant. Like it really but, is. Yeah. You can be like, thirty years. Uh, you can be thirty years clean, but you're a dry clean. You're not. Yeah. You're just struggling every day. There's a lot of like twelve step programs and mottos and phrases and shit that I can't stand. Um, and I, 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 so I don't really follow too much into that. I mean, like what? Uh, going back to like uh, seeing these people that I see. I just saw some last night. People yeah. coming to my work. I will. I am happy. To open that door and mm-hmm. see a bunch of people, and it doesn't have to be addicts. It could be toxic. It could be assholes. It could be negative people. It could be people that just aren't on in the same lane as me right now. Um, I would love to peek my head in, say what's up. But the minute I realize that that's not my people and where I need to be right now, yeah. not that they're not my people, but they're just not where I, I want. They're just not on the. They're just we're just in two different. 
you know, points. Um, I'm more than happy to say I know now that I can just I need to get up and step out of that room. Yeah. And I will let them know politely and not like, you know, some sort of pretentious like I'm better than you assholes. I'm leaving. More yeah. of a I hope to see you guys down the road. Uh, sure. Um, yeah. And if anybody would like to come and take a walk with me, let's go. We can go hang out with the yogis next door yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like. I know that I can't be in that same room with these people. And it's not just addicts, but it's like I said, it's negative people. It's people who, you know, just people aren't on my level. Yeah, yeah, just, and so, but I'm more than happy. I want them to walk with me. I would prefer that they would step up and come out with me. And so I'm trying to find these ways to let them know that I'm always going to be here. Like, I, I'm not going to buy into your drama. I'm not going to listen to your drama. I'm not going to, you're not going to convince me that you're not using. Because I know. Because yeah. I can smell you from a mile away. Yeah. But I can be around these people. I can be around people. I worked with people when I was in Vegas. When I got out of rehab, I was working with people that were clearly doing that. Yeah. Never once did I have an urge to do it. Did you talk? And you, did you talk to them? <clears throat> I would. About? I would be open about my my rehab. I would be open about my my, my recovery. Um, that's probably one reason why people wouldn't bring it up to me. Um, yeah, not saying I didn't have moments where I have moments all the time where I have cravings. Those cravings I learned go quickly. What do you think the chances of you? Hi. Going back. Going back or going doing that drug again? Yeah. Depending on what sort of situation I put myself in. Yeah. Could be high. Yeah. It depends, man. It's like if I stay in that room full of addicts. Chances are I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah. If I step out, but being aware as where as I am and stepping out and walking away, because it's not just being in that room. I can be in a room with them, but it's it's a mixture of am I okay? I'm in this room with them. I'm also having a bad day. Yeah. And I'm also just all for whatever reason having a craving, and all that mixed together. Whatever you know, what I'm saying that's you, you that's, think you could do it easily. Chances are high, but chances are even higher of me doing that and being able to walk away this time. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'll never sit here and don't say that, that I'm that, not but. gonna do something, but at the same time I can. I have actually said I'll never do meth again because I won't. But it goes with any other drug. I'm, I'm very aware. It's, it's, it's a weird thing because you can't sit here and say I'll never do that again because that's how you DJM yourself. Essentially saying you'll never do uh, – rest in peace. But like you – I'll never – I can't say I'm not going to do something because then the, then when I do do it, fuck if I've just set myself up for failure. But yeah. I will – I can't say this. I can say that I'm very aware that I'll, I'll get up and I'll, I'll recognize immediately. As long mm-hmm. as I'm aware and that goes back to the old idea of mindfulness and yeah. being in the present moment and thinking and why am I doing this? Why am I feeling this way? And being aware of the moment, yeah. I'll get up and walk out. Yeah. Um, so it's just weird. I, I, I can't sit and say what I do. But I mean, whatever. But, uh, you know. So, it, so now that <coughs> you're in the position that you're in, you're past, you're, 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 no addicts ever passed their addiction. Yeah. Obviously, that's why they were addicted in the first place. You've referenced Russell Brand a couple times. I, I just have to take a second to say that that guy, I think, to addicts is probably like <clears throat> one of the number one dudes to look at yeah. if you've ever had a real an addiction <clears throat> to anything. Because yeah. he has such an honest approach to, approach to everything yeah. and is very open about how he's like I fucking would I want to fucking mainline meth right now I want to mm-hmm. do it all the time but s- somehow managed to not do it for uh, fucking 20 years or something like yeah. that he's had other addictions you and I were talking about yeah. the other day sex addictions and all this shit which he came to realize were, at, were addictions right and then curbed it and wrote a book about it everything's <clears throat> he's obviously doing well but he's moving forward but but what that's the question I was going to ask you what do you do now how you talked a lot the other day about practicing mindfulness yeah. and how your addiction now is social, like having conversations with people, talking to people yeah. about things, and that's a, a relief. I think it's, a, first of all, 
I think that that's important for fucking everybody yeah. to do. I think I have so much fun every time we do a podcast. It's like one of my fucking favorite yeah. things because you can just sit here and talk to people. <laughs> you have their attention. Nobody's wandering off to go get meth or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when we, that's why I really like listening to podcasts. I like doing podcasts. There's, <clears throat> I think there's an inherent need in, in humans to just fucking communicate with each other as often as they possibly can and jason was telling me the other day how he's like he has now what his addiction is or what is just like having conversations with people talking to people doing shit like that so what are we what are you going to do now what so so once i go back to when i got out of rehab i was dry sober there for a quick quick, couple weeks thank god i had this man who was in rehab who studied mindfulness and told us all about this this idea of being dry sober and this and that so i caught on very quickly about mindfulness because he was talking about how a whole entire year... What's I'm, dry sober? Dry sober is being sober, but being miserable as fuck. Oh, it's okay. like... It's, it's oh, like, so you were like, you were like coming down. I was, well, I was already down. I was, yeah. I was clean. So you got to think of this is, this is four, this is six weeks clean. I get out of rehab. I'm, by the day, the day I left rehab, I was excited in the world. I'm bam, you know, like, I'm ready, motherfuckers. Like, I'm yeah. ready. I'm good. I'm ready to roll and tell these people my story. Within a week, I was like, ah, it's the same old thing. These people aren't... All of a sudden, I'm around people that aren't on my level again, who I love to death. They, they took me in, but they're not on my level. These other people in rehab were getting better. We all had this thing in common. So we yeah. would just talk all day about that. So I get back to the real world. And, uh, and I, was, I remember I picked up on it right away. And there was a few different things that happened. But one of them was just like I was just um, – social anxiety was kicking in again. I was at this trunk or treat thing at this church. And I'm there and I'm with this family that I live with. And they're an amazing family, amazing people. But they were dressing up their kids. The whole family was dressed up. I'm at this trunk or treat thing, and I'm like, I gotta go. I have to go because I have to start being the social anxiety thing. Because I'm thinking social. You know what I mean? Because um, one of the things I manifested in my brain was that when I'm sober, I'm not gonna be able to go be out in public again. I convinced myself of this. Yeah. That's why I did the drugs and drink, drink in the first place. You know, I'm not gonna be funny. I'm not gonna be reading books. By the way, that was all bullshit because I still read a shit ton. I still love to learn. I still, and if anything, I'm sober and I love to talk to people and hug people, which you would have never caught me doing six or seven years ago. Hell no. But what happened was, was so I'm, <laughs> I'm here and I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry person. Oh, I'm thinking, so first I'm, I'm getting upset because. I'm like, these people, I'm, what am I getting? I'm getting this anxiety. I'm starting to feel, I'm sweating. I'm getting I'm kind of upset in my head. And I said, why? This is where I practice mindfulness for the first time. Why am I doing this? I look at these people. I'm like, people aren't the problem. They're be- these are beautiful people with their kids and this and that. I started thinking, and I'm like, is it, is it Russ? Because that dad, I'm sorry, I just say, Russ, I love you. <laughs> but it is, it's, it's not, but he was being very, like, he was pushing his kids along. And he wanted everything perfect, which is cool. It's a dad thing. But what it was doing was, and I said, this guy's missing out. This, this guy's missing out. Fuck out on his whole family because he's, he's wanted this perfect picture, perfect thing. He doesn't, he's not living in the moment. And it's irritating me. But then I'm like, why is that irritating me? That's not. Well, it's irritating me because that's who I used to. I was the same way. When my kids were his, their age, yeah. I was doing the same thing. And there, so there was guilt. That's what it was. And I, my kids weren't there with me. And all of a sudden now I'm sad. And I've got this guilt because now I'm like, I wish this guy would know. That 10 years down the road, he's going to regret this, you know, not paying attention, you know, too, we're so worried about the kids having their hats on straight and all this other shit that he's not living it. But that's not my problem. My problem is I feel guilt because now did this affect my kid, like not being there? So this is, uh, so then all of a sudden I had to go and I stepped away and I just sat there and thought I'm harboring guilt about something that happened eight, nine years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, two weeks ago with my kids. I haven't been there for them. How has this affected them? I'm feeling guilty. That's what all that stemmed from. All yeah. that social anxiety and everything stemmed from nothing except I just had a reminder of what I didn't... When I looked at Russ, it was me looking myself in the mirror. And that's what most of our... 
issues are. Are is whenever yeah. you, well, I'm mad at you about something, it's me looking at myself in the mirror and being mad at myself. So I just let I let that go. I couldn't talk to the kids, but I, a few weeks later when I came to visit, we had to talk about it. And I was like, hey, you know, like, you know, when your dad was laying on the couch depressed for days at a time. Because my kids, with your you have, kid. yeah, you have to keep in mind, my kids saw the depression that you yeah. guys didn't see. They saw it all. Of course, their brains it didn't. That was just dad, yeah. lazy dad, and that's yeah. it, lazy dad. And um, and they didn't see me out part of that. I think that's why they think it's weird. But um, they, and I asked them, and he's like, you know, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff, depression and stuff. How did that affect you guys? You know, did that affect you or when I was getting angry with you out of no, nothing? Because that's something that these people do. They tend to jump at their kids or something. And, and it bothers me now, but of course that's what I used to do. And they said, ah, you know, it's really haven't thought about it much. And I said, well, if, if, if it does bother you, you need to let me know. Because we can talk about it now. But otherwise, we're moving forward. I said, it's not going to – I can't hold the guilt or shame. We're moving forward regardless if this is bothering you. And we're going we're gonna to fix it if it did. We'll talk about it. But to be able to let that guilt and shame go, but to realize that everything I was mad about, all the social anxiety I created, it was such an aha moment for me to realize that it had nothing to do with these people. It had nothing to do, it had all the way stemmed all the way down to this guilt and shame that I had. So I let that go. And the minute I let that go, I can be around people. I can be at the people at the bar. I hug people now, like I said all the time. All that has to do is because the moment that I start to feel guilt, shame, or I start to get anxiety, I stop. Because I still get it every once in a while. I stop, I go outside, I meditate breathe whatever you know what I mean I don't get all like in a yoga pose or anything but I'll do like breathing exercises get calm ask myself what is causing this anxiety whether it's guilt fear whatever let it go and move forward and the more and more I train my brain to see the positive in people all these different things that I do find positive in people find positive in myself positive affirmations all that stuff it's changed it's changed my life it's changed my life I'm Sober as can be right now, and I'm probably the most talkative. I've, you know what no, I'm saying? Yeah. You're all caffeinated up. It's a drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like he had a nos. Yeah, I didn't have a nos, but like <laughs> even, but even beforehand, that it's like I I'm just a happier person, and people can see that. You can ask Mindy or Chris or who I'm staying with right now; they could probably tell you that I'm a happier person. Um, and I'm just working on on my thing. You know, I listen. Um, I'm just when I see people, I see only the good in them. I don't concentrate on negatives because that's what creates anxiety. Also, when you can't trust somebody because you say "fuck that dude," that guy's shady as fuck. He's always telling lies. You know, we have people, our friends, you know, who tend to be pathological, or whatever. Now, I don't fucking pay attention to that. I see just the good in them, and I say, "Man, these people, or whatever." Just only so then I can trust them because then if I can trust them, I don't have to turn my back every three seconds or get weird when somebody comes and touches me on the shoulder or grabs my dick. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I can be like I can be just happy and just genuine. And the more people that I hug, I understood that I get a dopamine release every time. That's the way I'm going to get my dopamine. It's hug, hugging people and having a great conversation. Fucking hug, sober. Dude. Yeah, uh, and, that, and being that's sober. A, yeah. that, I, it, that's a it's a big it's it's all stems back. Like look, bef- probably people have been doing. <laughs> drugs for a long long time yeah. thousands and thousands of years but i think the 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 one thing that's been a stable and that's been there for people for a long time to get the high that obviously not the fucking extreme <coughs> you can get from meth but dopamine releases mostly come from interactions with other people yeah. and when you have a block when it comes to interacting with other people because of social anxiety mm-hmm. or depression or everything and you don't get that shit you find another way, you find another way to get it exactly mm-hmm. but once like let this be a lesson to anybody who's listening like if you can't get that shit naturally by hugging people because you have anxiety or you have some sort of depression or something the, the, the answer probably isn't to meth. resort to drink <laughs> yeah I know just do here's what you gotta do do a shitload of meth <laughs> parachute yeah. it really fuck bugs <laughs> everywhere boof it boof it parachute it no. fucking uh, flying squirrel suit it that's people don't do that a lot because it's dangerous 
That's when you have your buddy throw it in your ass from a mile away. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had people blow. I've and people. Well, well, whatever. Anyways, the, the main point of this is, is, is if you have anxiety, if you do have depression, seek help immediately. If I would have done that 15 years ago when I was a teenager, when I was going through these, a lot of the cognitive behavioral therapy, all these things that they do, because a lot of these anxieties and so forth come from traumatic experiences that we might not even realize from when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, like, I don't want to dig up old shit, but do you think, what do you think it is that originally stemmed with the... It's nothing in particular. I mean, I was, I was... Adopted. I was, I was adopted, so there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't think, I wasn't, yeah. I was molested uh, as a kid. What? When I was like, yeah, when I was like... I love a good molestation. Yeah. No, you <laughs> don't. Tell it. Wait, I, 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 go ahead. So, you have a twin, yeah. right? I just, like, this is... You? <laughs> yeah. Josh, fuck you. Josh, did you fuck you? Josh, Josh. <laughs> fucking brother, fucker, dude. I always <laughs> wanted to fuck myself. No. The closest thing. No, to my so this is where I'm trying to figure out. Like, you got, you have. It, I don't want to say problems. You had this this journey, right? Yeah, yeah. A different than him. He didn't resort yeah. to this way. But does he? Do you think? I mean, you guys like whatever tweak Twin communicate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you do you like he just handled it differently? Like, do you think he just like you? You guys are different people, but you're the same person. Uh, our DNA is essentially 100 percent the same. Yeah, you know, 99.9 percent. Uh, no, that's and that's there's a good question. There's 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 another there's another uh, sort of uh, thing I've always wondered. Why is it that my brother has always been able to finish things? Why is it that he was always been socially? Uh, just out. My brother was popular in high school. He was made friends with all this new. I was the quiet one. You know, my brother was the one that could always get the girls. Uh, my brother's the one with the job interviews. No problem. My brother scored right out of college. You know, I mean, I mean, he was always able to do things I wasn't. The problem, was, and, and I, we grew up in the same house, but the same thing. You know, the same exact thing. You know, obviously there was different experiences at different times. Like I don't think he was ever molested, or at least when I talked to him, he wasn't. I mean, I just, and I, by the way, just told everybody about this maybe a year and a half ago. Nobody knew except my ex-wife. Uh, up until a year and a half ago, because I didn't ever think it bothered me, but it it really it did bother yeah, me. Yeah. But um, so I <clears throat> so it always bothered me that my brother and I always saw my brother like this, and he was socially accepted because that's the socially acceptable thing to do is to be extroverted, to be all these things. But naturally, I don't understand why. But it goes to show you that it doesn't matter when we talk about the same DNA, the same experiences, and we still both saw that statue from a different. You know what I mean? We yeah, still you both, guys saw it at a different angle. We still saw it at a different angle. We still handled it a different way. But I always, and that was the other thing, was I was always living to my brother's, ex, not my brother's expectations, but I was always, my, people liked my brother, this and that. He did things well. My brother makes Was it like money. a lot of like, There's, why aren't you like Josh? Why no, no, no. Are, I never, are, that's the thing is nobody ever did that. I did that. I'm the uh, one saying, why am I not like my brother? So it was like a self-conscious thing. You're yeah. like, why am I not like him? He's Navy. He's... Bam, finish this. He's yep. got the this job. He's got yep. this. He's got this. He's got this. And he can Yeah. Why we're the same. Why are we not the same? Yes, why am I? So I'd always try and be like him. And the truth is, is now I know that we're not meant to be the same. And if anything, if you ask my brother, I imagine he'll just he'll he's there's probably so many things that he's envious of me about. I assume. Yeah, I've heard that like when it comes to my like the way I you know, uh, there's certain things. And we're we're both in, you know, there's these things we have and we just both realized that it's just uh, we are different but that's the thing is like I always try to be like my brother like I'm assuming this is the way it is that's when it comes to the dressing or the trying to be socially but I had to drink to be socially Listen, my brother doesn't my brother can have some drinks and have a good time whatever I'm he not saying he can also be real obnoxious he can also time. not can drink be... at all like at a bar one time and he didn't drink at all and he's yeah. like I'm so hungover yeah. my friends <laughs> yeah. are in town from Vegas yeah, yeah. and he's just fine he's just normal he's he just, doesn't he's have the to. same dude but that's the thing Jason is our interactions yeah. have always been exactly the same. Yeah. I've never, 
And you don't you say like, oh, that, people be like that guy's an asshole. Like, we have a prime example. My wife's birthday, her stupid ass friend was like, <clears throat> or not friend anymore, but was her friend was like talking shit to you. Remember that when we were at like the women bowling for her birthday? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was talking shit to you, and I was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's my asshole. Don't <laughs> yeah. fucking no, he's He'll fine. He's funny. Yeah, 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 stop. Yeah. Don't yeah. be a fucking asshole to him. Yeah. That's just him. Yeah. So like, I only ever saw that. Yeah. Right. I never saw like the just chilling us because like you know we were different parts of the yeah. state whatever. <clears throat> but I, I I never saw all you know, these things and then like I had all these things like so I work in I see the, I see one of the end results of using meth. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see the people in prison that are talking about like this. There's nothing fucking. They're just like there's nothing good that comes out of it. Nah. I've never heard of a moderate. I uh, I'm gonna go out this week and do meth. Yeah. That's no, it's a day <laughs> turns into a yeah, two like into a week. Months, I just yep. do it once to seven years, eight years to prison. Yeah, and then you're like, and then you're talking to them, and then you're like, what? Like what did it? And they're like, you know, I'm always the person that's like. I, this is my I, – every drug should be legal, right? Yeah. You, if you can support yourself and not commit criminal acts and yeah. you can support your drug habit at the same time, uh, I don't, and you're not affecting anybody else, yeah. why do I care? Right. Yeah. But these people are always like it, – it just becomes to a point where you can't – you start making poor it, – it, it lowers your – like, you know, your, your the – Prefrontal cortex. Yes, there you go. Yeah, that, that's they're like that is like kind of gone. Like you don't think of consequences. You're like, this is what I have to do to get this, and then you start thinking like, well, I'm not going to get paid till next week, but I don't. I have money. I won't have money till next week to do this, so I have to do this to do that. And then eventually, like, well, I don't need money. To, I don't need that job anymore. I can just do this all day and then do that, yeah. and then I'll just keep continuing, <coughs> continuing, continuing. Yeah. And I just feel like it's one of those things. What I was saying was, if if every drug was legal, I'd be cool with that. But I also feel like you can't, you couldn't say like, well, sorry, judge, I had a, I had an addiction problem, so that's why I committed these crimes. Right. I think that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a defense. I don't feel like that should be a defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's personal consequences, right? Like you've decided, like you, whether you, it's the drug or not, you made these choices along the way to continue to do these things, which led you to the here. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like every, like not every, now it. As I've grown an adult, that's part of the responsible thing. It's like taking responsibility for your actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is why I did this. Mm -hmm. And it's not because of this. It's not because of that. Like, don't – I'm not going to blame you for anything that I did. And you're not going to blame me for anything that that you did. Yeah. You know? Look, meth will make you do some things – that you probably wouldn't do when you're not a meth. Same with alcohol, same with cocaine, no, exactly. same with marijuana. And that's exactly the thing. But but I, that you also, made the choice to do the drug in before you. that. Yeah. You, to you, come out. For most people know that that was in them and that they, that's that could have been a consequence of them doing the drug and they did it anyways. That's why you have to hold the people accountable for what they do when they're drinking, what they do when they're on drugs, what they do at any time in their life. It's still their choice to do that thing. You know that's right. I mean? That's the beauty about okay, that's the beauty about it's having okay. free will. We are gods in a sense because we get to make every cho- every choice that we make is a choice that we make that we have made. There's no wrong know, choice. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe not that. According though. to Simon Birch, there's not there's not there's not one choice in your life. Are you talking about the little midget? <laughs> there's with not one. Yeah, man, divine intervention. <laughs> there's not one Actually, choice. He doesn't believe that. Sorry, that's the whole thing. There's one. <laughs> yeah. There's not one choice that you've ever made that you that that somebody else 
coerced you into making the forced you into making that's bullshit my parents and my life experiences previous okay. to that moment things that you were, don't the only reason I had I did what I did that day your, your parents I, I'm, tr- I make, I'm not trying to make an argument against free will because I'm really not sure how I feel about your that your parents made you do something no but, you made the choice to saying, listen like, to your parents an accumulation of genetics and life experience up to that point are responsible for everything you've ever done in your life correct that if that's correct, then that means that free will doesn't exist, and that you're just an accumulation of all the decisions and, and your genetics combined. No, 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 no. You're every decision that you make is a decision that you've made. To do. This, if is I Sam, get, this is Sam Harris' argument, by the if way. If I get into a, if I make a choice to get into a car with somebody and they get in an accident because they're driving like assholes, regardless if like I knew that many a many a times you drove me home when you right. were hammered drunk, and I you, trusted you. I said I, I, I said Jason's the only person I will let me drive yeah. from Denver to Castle Rock. Hammer drunk because yeah. I don't think he's going to crash. Yeah, so if we did crash and you got paralyzed for the rest of your life, who would you blame? I would have to blame myself. There you go. Because, because the minute you blame me, you just gave me power over your choice. What I'm, I'm saying is is people have to be held accountable for what they do. Um, there's no, like, I get to say... Um, I agree. I just think that maybe, and I've heard this argument from other people before, that may in the future, when, when we start to uh, make advances in, in, in examining the brain, that... We, we are going to start to realize that a lot of things that happen, I'm just fucking speaking completely in hypotheticals right yeah, now. Yeah. What if in the future we find out that, that <coughs> like, you and I had this conversation. We already day. have figured that. I know what you're going with. A tumor yeah. in the brain or yeah. something that happened in your childhood yeah. that fucked your, your, your levels of uh, it's, it's serotonin fucked. and dopamine and all these things, your, your, the chemicals <coughs> in your brain caused you to do the thing that you that, but that doesn't excuse a school shooting or or blowing somebody up right still something you did i do not think those people should be able to walk around in society because they are a threat to people right. who didn't do anything but i have a feeling in the future they're going to figure something out that's that shows that like oh this everybody that fucking ever has done like I like to like a mass shooting is a good example because it happens quite a bit in this country and people are always like we gotta well, curse guns quite we gotta a bit. Cur- it happens very 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 rarely. often it happens daily rarely rare compared to three hundred oh yeah yeah, yeah. million people yeah. okay I see I know what you're saying it happens like the odds of it happening to you are very very rare. Rare. and and the uh, the other thing that we should add is the odds of a of a of a white person doing it to you over a Muslim person <laughs> is about a thousand to one yeah. so but people always want to blind the Browns yeah but the, what I was saying is in in the future at some point I guarantee you they're gonna they're gonna medical technologies are going to advance enough to the point that they're going to be able to pinpoint the fucking memory that causes because no sane regular fucking person goes into a school and shoots children no one who's completely fucking sane ever does that there is a deeper thing that's been going on for fucking years that causes somebody (coughs) to do that so when when someone says Oh, sometimes you just got to chalk it up to that person being evil. Yeah. Being evil. an asshole. Evil, evil to me means severe fucking mental illness. Yeah. It doesn't mean that person is evil. But when you start saying things are evil, it's, to me, you're just like you're cheapening it. Like, oh, that person was just evil. It's easy. He was influenced by the devil his yeah. entire it's life. Easy. Well, the devil happens to be something that – look, here's an example. Use every fucking – person that's ever been convicted of kid fucking any pedophile 90 fucking 5% of them were a victim of pedophilia when they were young and the other 5% probably had a which, brain tumor <laughs> which brings me back to the molestation story you were about to tell yeah, us yeah. I know it's a serious thing you said you got molested I've never heard this before yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have to know was it by a male or a female by a male a guy a grown man yeah when, how old were you 
uh, 11. Were you in... You were adopted at that point, or are you still in... I was adopted. No, no, you, no. And it wasn't by anybody, family member, or anything like that. It was a friend that I used to spend at his house. It was a friend... It was their family friend who was only in town for... He was staying with them for a few months, and I would go over there. So it was happening over a period of a few months, and this this man would... You don't have to get into detail. Wake me up. It don't matter. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but it doesn't It doesn't bother me now. Like, I, I've like because I know that there's... The only thing that... What well, used to... By the way, what bothered me about the molestation thing wasn't being molested... Because to me, it didn't matter because I didn't get a heart. I didn't get nothing. Are you I was 11 older? years old, Are so I just didn't heart? understand. Do you have any attraction to older men now? No. Oh. What bothered me? <laughs> unfortunately not, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what bothered me and what I've come to realize what really bothered me for a lot of years was I didn't tell anybody. Yeah, so the reason I didn't tell my dad was because I was afraid that he would either kill the man or that, that he wouldn't believe me. Yeah. So, and that's your typical story, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. But now, as I got older, realizing, thinking, and when you start to hear about other kids who are that way, and I start thinking about my own children, and here comes this guilt thing again. Yeah. Thinking, because I didn't say something that some other kid could have been molested by, him. by this yeah. man, and it makes that there was guilt there. And as my kids were growing older, starting to understand and say, man, what if they don't say anything? What if they haven't told me? Because I didn't feel like I didn't have the balls to tell anybody. And even after 20 years of not telling, I still didn't tell anybody. That's why I finally had to start telling people. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, because I have to let it out. Because I have to and let them know, and my kids know that it's okay. So if something happens, come tell me. You know what I mean? We're going to try and prevent it from happening. But I want everybody to know that it's okay. So there was a lot of guilt there. And that would, that was, there was a lot of guilt. So a lot of anger and so forth, whatever. But it was all stemmed from, had nothing to do with the guy molesting me. Because I didn't, it didn't, to be honest with you, it felt like a lucid dream. But like, it happened, but like the more of the guilt and everything came years when I just started just not telling anybody. Yeah. You know, the, the, there was the, yeah, there's more of the pent up. But yeah. Fucking. But yeah, they're coming back to like the prefrontal cortex and people making, you know, there's, there could be damage there and all these other things. With the, Even with that man who did that to me, obviously something happened where it was traumatic through his brain. It changed. The brain is very malleable. It probably changed the function on his brain. Those people need to go to jail. They need to get help. They need to be out of society. Murders, all these other things. All these mass shooters. People who come up with psychopathic tendencies, but they're not evil people. They're still human beings who have no understanding of what they're doing. And that's what, what drugs do, unfortunately. Methamphetamines, yeah. fuck with your prefrontal, what you were talking about. And this idea of all of a sudden you're just thinking with your amygdala, so it's constantly out of fear, you know, whatever. You're trying to survive your fight or flight yeah. fucking thing. But what I'm saying is you're not thinking... Yeah. With the rationale that you Nobody, should. That's the thing. Like, no rational person goes out and does anything like no that. Rational person, no rational person goes and fucks kids and, no. and, and, and goes No rational out. person yells in public. No rational person cusses in, in the middle of a Wendy's. No rational person smokes cigarettes in front of people with uh, lung cancer. No rational person acts certain ways. Those people that we see that have no yeah, filters and they're at the bar things. and you're just like, this douchebag is freaking screaming, yelling. He's being loud. Probably most likely has prefrontal cortex damage, whether it be childhood abuse. You ever understood, seen people with and no people, filter? I, I people with no filter? Yeah. Typically, I bet you you could find them. Either they were in a car accident at one point. I bet you they were child. There was child abuse. Look historically at the, you, the amount of famous people that <coughs> have had, like famous people who got famous by fucking talking and saying whatever they wanted to. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have had some sort of. Thanks, big, Harvey Weinstein. You can yeah. look at. You can. Exactly. I bet you. you do, and like you're saying, technology. You can do brain scans and so forth. You can do brain scan on. I'm telling brain. you, eventually I, it's going to be. There's going to be something. They, they, they already they can. Tra- they can already trace. I could not pinpoint, but they can trace like what are the levels of, of whatever. So you know, even me, like, um, uh, acting like whatever. They could probably find some sort of 
I mean, there's just so many different things about the brain. It's crazy to me that, like, it's not that crazy. The brain is the most complicated fucking thing. It's the human brain. Anything in the person's body except their brain. Their brain is like, human brains are so complicated. Like, you could fucking. It's amazing. They're amazing. You could go like a quarter of a fucking millimeter in the wrong direction, and that motherfucker could lose all. Like, during a brain surgery, could lose all yeah. will to eat ice cream. Like it yeah. could be disgust him when yeah. ice cream was his favorite thing yeah. before that. Just something that minuscule, or something super major. <laughs> like we were talking about the other yeah, day about the dude who had and shit. some a, a savant, or on, um, in the opposite way, this dude who's totally normal who had a brain surgery and then started fucking jerking off to child porn. He had a brain tumor. A Wasn't brain tumor. Sam Kennison. Sam Kennison had just chill but and he, he had, had a car accident. accident. Car accident. He yeah. got hit by a car, right? Yeah. yeah. And then woke up, blah! Turned one of the funniest dudes that's ever lived yeah, because, because of that. Of that. And it's the and same then also thing with, died because of a car accident. The, and the guy, the Texas shooter. Sam Kennison? Yeah. Was killed. Sam Kennison, well, I don't know, I don't know about this first car I know he was like super Sam Kennison was. The first car accident he was doing was young. Okay. That's what, they say he was like a regular chill ass kid. Had the car and it turned into this fucking super extroverted he was a super preacher super loud not ex- yeah there's a there, no filter like no filter yeah and then he became this fucking dude who's up on stage screaming yeah. a joke so about Sam, fucking dead bodies and shit yeah like, so when he yeah and he died in a car accident actually on this road the searchlight the one that goes between Vegas and uh, down to Laughlin it's this long stretch of road and I've he been got on that road. in a head uh, yeah in a head on car accident and he actually before he died his brother was telling how he was dying in his arms and he had this sort of sort of heaven sent him while he was talking to God which is crazy that's a whole crazy thing too whether it be the brain whatever but it's crazy that's what I'm talking about oh they talk about the UT shooter the tower shooter back in the yeah. 60s he had uh, a fucking that guy knew he was wrote, fucked this up this dude shot a bunch of people from mm-hmm. a tower he wrote a note before he did he it he was writing a journal for the he was writing the next, for like, years six. saying like like Something's wrong with me. I'm gonna. Something's fucked up. I'm gonna do some Didn't shit. Didn't Junior say I'll shoot himself in the chest because, because he might yeah. study my brain? There's yep. something yeah. wrong with my because brain because of CT, which is a big like all of it. Did maybe. you hear that fucking OJ Simpson thing? They said that if OJ Simpson's lawyers, if it was now, yeah, they would use CT as their defense. Yep. Why? Why shouldn't they? Obviously, big, big. Yeah, there's something we have to link all these things together with ourselves. With so that's the idea. So when people talk about, well, you just gotta smack that kid up inside of his. The kids don't get their ass beaten up. Well, well yeah, that's fine. They get their beat but what about the parents that are beating them in their heads when you get their yeah. personal contracts or you get these kids who are damaging their brains with drugs before it's even formed yeah. or you get adults who get in car accidents and they start acting a certain way there was that story about the guy back in the 1870s who got a oh gosh I can't think of his name but he got the he got the when a railroad spike went through his head right there he survived the guy had this thing sitting inside this is 1870s whatever but they noticed a huge change in his mood or a huge change in his behavior he went from a likable to this and that guy to a, a guy who didn't think rationally and just had no sort of empathy yeah. with that because it shot right through his prefrontal thing and then uh, the guy lived to be whatever but he was an asshole he became an asshole yeah and that's the thing is like we see he, all these things even with, minor things like there's a there's a cat par- a parasite that comes from mice that get that can only manifest itself or only breed inside of cats mm-hmm. uh toxoplasma that makes m- when mice get it yeah they it, it not only makes them unafraid of cats but it makes them attracted to the sexually attracted to cats and they want to fuck them because it can only reproduce inside of a cat's gut. Mm-hmm. Humans, a fuckload of humans have it. Something like seventy percent of Brazil has fuck it. cats. Yeah, <laughs> you're just being around cats, you can get it. Yeah. But some insane amount of people in Brazil have it. You they don't they hear get that some from study, dogs. but it makes you it makes you just like it does to the mice. It makes you like a less conscious about your the, Dude, uh, so, it's, the your the consequences of your actions yeah, yeah, yeah. on a lower scale. But they in Brazil they linked some insane amount of motorcycle accidents yeah. 
the people at Toxin Plaza because you're not considering the consequences of your actions. So you're just going a thousand miles an hour on your fucking crotch rocket yeah. after you watch Biker oh, you're, Boys. You're the fastest dude in the world. No. Yeah, you watch a, a <laughs> you're tight, a rocket ship yeah. on the moon. Exactly, Anyways, but like, I, that's a minor little thing that can affect your brain so fucking drastically. Yeah. I just had a fucking thought. Do you think the brain is protecting itself? So it's like we don't want to be – our secrets can't be found out. So you can't like tap in to figure out the brain because it's like a self-like protection mechanism. Oh, that uh, – yeah. Can I say something? I wrote a – I wrote Say something. whatever you want. Say it all. A year ago. Or <laughs> say it all, I, When I was in the middle, My I brain's wrote, got its own defense. I wrote – I was having that same sort of thought and I was thinking about how when we see something – it all started from like why is it that people – See, we see things right in front of us and we don't do anything about it or whatever it is. And I was always like, man, what is it? If we – what if we – talk about the reality and all the matrix and all that shit. Why is it – like, is our brain stop – like, so brain – you see something, it goes through your brain and it decides whatever it is, color, this and that, whatever. It only kind of tells you what you – the brain kind of filters through all these things. And I'm like, why do you think that – what do you think the brain is protecting itself? Is it something I don't want to know? Like, what if what we, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, that's that literally is my thought. Like, yeah, what if so it's like a built-in mechanism in your fucking like everybody has and a built-in mechanism? From, yeah, and it's just like you don't, don't want to see. This. You don't want to know. Yeah. But also, that's cognitive. don't look at that. Yeah, yeah. But then, it, but sometimes it might take it too far because there are people out there that we say like when they're just like we're like, dude, did you see that? And they're just like, nope, don't want to see it, don't want to see it. And they walk. Yeah, away. how do they get that? That's that's, that's like an anxiety. Yeah, like they correct. Can't physically get themselves to look at. I've it. people to- when we see something. And then you're some, you're right there with somebody else, maybe like a Republican or something. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. Yeah, you know whatever. And you're like, hey, you fucking cognitive. cognitive they don't have dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive yeah. dissonance is what it's called yeah. because it's 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 a super simple. Like this is a big thing that makes me. This specific topic always makes me think like, what the what what is it about this that makes people so like oblivious <laughs> to what's going on? Cognitive dissonance is when you see something, you know it to be true, yet you completely deny it, but you're not even like conscious that you're denying it. You're just like, no, that's not a thing. Like, I know that there's a ton of, I use this as an example because it's a giant fucking thing, and I know there's a ton of people that voted for Donald Trump because... Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I know that there's a... I know that there's a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump because they felt like they had been ignored for a really long time. But... Watching Donald Trump get elected, this is just my personal opinion. It's, I'm just saying this is my personal opinion. I'm not saying it because I don't, because I think people are fucking stupid or anything. But I, I, I see the way that he. I, to me, it's just so obvious what he's doing and the way he's acting and the, the things that he does. To me, it's all. I don't want to. I'm not going to try to insult anybody, but to me, I see the way Donald Trump is, and I think that most American <coughs> voters are logically. Smarter and more honest than Donald Trump is as a person. He's a salesman, but exactly get down to brass. He's a salesman. What I'm he saying is that like, it's so obvious well. that that's what he's doing. He, another thing is like, how the fuck do you get so many people to go to a rally for you to say almost nothing? Like you're just saying you're saying exactly what they want to hear. I get to go to 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 see a comedian because they're saying a lot of funny things or bringing up a lot of thoughts you've never thought of and looking at a perspective that you've never thought of before and it's funny to you. Or going to see music because it makes you feel good. <clears throat> Donald Trump, I've watched uh, several of his rallies. He literally said he's catering to his audience, saying yeah. things that he knows that they want to hear, and that they're they're fucking screaming and cheering and going crazy, and nobody. One of them, not one of them, had the idea in their head that this guy's just trying to get us to vote for him 
and he's literally going to do nothing that he's saying. Not only that, but not only he doesn't even <coughs> believe half the shit he's saying. He's just saying, but it happens all the time with a bunch of different elections and things. Like the anybody that looks up to a person as much as they look up to Donald Trump, it just it blows my fucking mind. It blows my mind that you're that infatuated with another human being that he can convince you to almost do it. Donald Trump said this at one of his rallies. He could walk down Wall Street and shoot somebody in the face, wouldn't lose a single voter. And it's fucking true yeah, but because people are so captivated by him. I don't understand how someone can get so captivated with somebody it's, else. It's the same thing as – I love a lot of people. A fuck there with. you go. I was going to say. If they walked down could... the street and shot somebody, my opinion of them would drastically change and I would not like them well, anymore. Okay, but that's – okay, that's fine. He's just telling people that. That's – Bullshit, and you know he's saying that. I don't know that it's bullshit. Well, then that's unfortunate because I you don't should, know. You that. should have a little bit more faith in the people. I do he, not. Well, you see, you've let Donald, you've let Donald Trump convince you of something and because he won. Minutes. That's why. Because he did. What do you mean? So he what? He, we don't know if he actually won. We don't even know if these these votes are are a real thing, or we don't even know what all this is about. But I will. I assure you this: that it would change one person's vote. There's somebody out there who voted for Donald Trump. I know. I actually one. know a guy personally who was going to vote for Donald Trump, and. As soon as the grab by the pussy thing came out, he said, I can't vote. There you go. So there's one person that was going to – so you're telling me there's nobody else out there to shoot him. What I'm saying is is that's coming from his mouth. That's not coming from the people's mouth. Now, if everybody in the world who voted for him came out and said, you're goddamn right, I wouldn't. And that shouldn't be – they don't have to be from the South. They are from the fucking South, though. You got to be honest. See, what you're doing, you're manifesting that. You're creating this this sort of idea that – when you're saying that, you're saying that everybody and all these people, and that's just not the truth. He's letting you, he's winning over you by convincing you that he's, what he says, I mean, what is the word abracadabra? means what I say I create or whatever. Yeah. And that's what, he's fucking pulling abracadabra on you, dude. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Because he just, no, you know, he just convinced you that, he just <laughs> no, convinced he you that every one of his voters would never change hey, by the way, you thought. look like a fucking Trump voter. <laughs> you do look like the trucker hail. Okay, this fucking flannel is so anti-Trump, dude. No, it's not. I'm not even fucking anti-Trump. I'm just anti the idea of a fanatical craze about a single human being. It's not an actual great human being. You've got this sort of fanaticism with Joe Rogan. I do. I know, but what I'm saying is... But I disagree with him on a day-to-day basis. Go talk to a real Trump voter and ask them anything. That they normally would disagree about, I guarantee they don't disagree. Go about. ask a real Obama voter, any kind of voter. It, that, it, I understand. It, that. That's the whole point I'm I making. Understand. I understand. I can I can understand that I can disagree with a guy that I really look up to. Yeah, yeah. Constantly disagree with them. Yeah, yeah. And if I saw them, I would tell them to their Who, face that I disagreed with them. But the fucking thousands, millions of people yeah. that voted for Trump, like it's cognitive dissonance. Literally, normally would disagree with what he's saying, but because they're so obsessed with them, whatever he says, they're like, <laughs> you know what? You're right. I did. I changed my mind about that. But they didn't really fucking change their mind. They're just going along with whatever he's saying. I it's a long it. party line. That's what. That's all it is, dude. You. You. That's the thing. It's, is, it's a long. It's registering. Exactly. It's I. Jason. Jason. I can say this. Look, this is I, something that Jason said. He said you can't. You're sheep if you just go along with every. I, this was I not the exact quote but you said you're a fucking sheep if you just go along with everything somebody says you have to have a, a certain you can't you can differ on opinions on something else yes you know, right there's there, I can't remember who's, which which philosopher said Aristotle Plato whichever one but probably we could probably pull the, we could probably pull the quote up but the idea of yeah. what is it saying it's, it's, it's saying like he said uh, the idea of being able to to listen to somebody's opinion without having to ex- 
to actually have that, having to give up your own, etc. But 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 doing it in a way of like there's whatever. But people don't do that enough, and, no, and we probably don't. we find I find myself not doing this. Sometimes I'm like, where I'm like, I can listen to somebody and listen to what you have to say, here's, and I don't have to give up my but my here, stance on here's it. Where but where I, it be- I think being here's where it becomes an issue for me, and I think it's probably where it becomes an issue for everybody. It's when you're not educated enough on a topic, whoever you agree with. No, let's say you are completely uneducated on a topic, but you hear Donald Trump talk about that topic. You're going to agree with whatever he's saying because you don't know enough about what he's saying. Right. So you're just going to say, oh, he's convinced me of this topic. before, And then you block out what the opposite <coughs> side is because you've already made your opinion about that. Yeah. I think a well-rounded adult human being doesn't do that. They go, okay, let me hear this perspective, and then let me hear another perspective and another perspective. What most of voters in America do is they hear the first perspective, and if it's the guy that they originally thought that they would like or the guy that's sort because of – Because they associate more with yes, that. Yes, because they associate more with the Republican or they associate more with the Democrat. That's who they're going to fall in line with. And I'm not in any way saying that you – I just don't think people knew thought that they had a choice because Hillary Clinton was such a shitty fucking candidate that they're just like, Dude, yeah. I got to vote for this guy. But that's why it's – I, it's man, we gotta get something. I just, Rogan said this the other day. We have a popularity contest to see who controls the nukes, yeah. and a super popular guy decided to run for president. Right. Therefore, that super popular guy gets to control the nukes, and I, I just feel like there's probably a better way to go about it. No, absolutely. But you know, Brennan asked you, Rogan, what do you think about a robot president? Cool, awesome, right? Artificial <laughs> intelligence and president. Yeah, but where does he get his intelligence from? The fucking internet, dude. Yeah, who's as long as net neutrality fucking survives, but it won't. (laughs) I've been trying, and that's that's one of those things. We probably won't even be able to post this fucking podcast. Comcast is gonna slow our speeds down or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I've been trying to find like good things about net neutrality, and I'm all about less regulation on things, right? No, not me, dude. I guess well, you let, let me finish, enough, let me finish it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about less regulation on things. Like me, yes, me too, to a certain extent. But you need the government to regulate things. If you Jesus didn't, fucking Christ, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Shush. So I've been trying to find good things, and I'm like, oh, I don't really. I, I'm all for like, de- I, if I were to like associate with a party, even though I don't grow, I would mostly like libertarian. Like I'm like, you know. That's what every Republican says. <laughs> I'm like cool with queers getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. That's I'm what cool every open minded like, like open minded Republican. Yeah. I'm like cool with like a lot of things, man, yeah. but I'm like, well, you gotta that's all good, but you yeah. have to also be like responsible, like you fiscally responsible yeah. things, right? Yeah. It but I'm like trying to find good things about net neutrality, like to get rid of it. I'm like, I just don't see it. Like right? and you're the guy oh, okay. the, the, the former Verizon lawyer lobbyist whoever Al fucking so you're saying what they the, what the FCC voted for you do not agree with no but okay. what I'm I saying is I've been trying to find reasons why it's a good okay. vote yeah. okay because I always yeah okay. so have I, I I'm trying I to gather to. perspective of like well I'm saying I don't like this because I, what I think is the worst doom and gloom that's everything right is doom and gloom this that's, so like that's like two dollars a post on Facebook for, out of your own pocket. Guess what? Hold on. That, that, That's a fucking good idea because anyone sees someone bullshit yeah. every day. Yeah. But like, if people, but this I, person we all know. But that's fire, like, fire, that's the fireman. I was, I'm friends with her on Facebook, and I, I was, I was like, just you stop, you stop. She got back. We're not gonna say it. She got back on Facebook for two days. She's already been blocked on my page. Yeah, I was like, don't, don't. You're 55 years old. Quit. <laughs> but. 
that was two dollars posted. She'd really fucking think about it. Yeah, you'd have to think yeah, about it. Yeah, but that's, that's not who's to say that her post is any less, even though it is a fire fire post. Right. Well, I get it. When is I was that, gonna yell, what I was gonna say is that because you were saying you're against regulations, so am I. But what I was saying if you don't, some government regulations are necessary. <coughs> like, if a giant corporation has. 10 billion gallons of waste every year. They don't want to transport that waste to somewhere that waste goes. They want to dump it in the river right next to their fucking building. Yep. The only reason they don't get to do that yeah. is because the government regulates and it. That shit is good. And that's what I, I Same agree with, with. the internet being the way it is right now where you can just put anything on any platform. That is... I can't explain to you how nice it's been. And everybody else, trust me, you agree with me because you've been using the internet as freely and as frequently as possible with no fucking problems <clears throat> getting rid of net neutrality i'm pretty sure doesn't and i know the, the fucking the ben shapiro's of the world they're all like <clears throat> there's capitalism bro it fucking opens it up that's not always the best bet because every time you've ever given anybody power in the history of the fucking world they've taken advantage of it. i kind of feel so like if you start giving yeah. people if you start giving giant corporations and, and and internet companies the power to to regulate what Their they own, want to regulate yeah. they're going to fucking do take, it they're going to take advantage of eventually you eventually they're going to take advantage of you i i the thing that's is, what i was trying to say is like is, is like you're looking as like start your own internet company then bro as like a, i don't know how <laughs> as like a person that wants to deregulate, you're looking – for me personally, I look at it as like these people are going to do the decent thing, correct? But how many times have you been like – I have fucking Sprint as my phone service. When I started out, I was paying $70 a month yeah. for one phone. Now – so if I add another phone, I should pay $140 a month, right? Yeah. No, I pay $240 a month for two phones because of something. Yeah. Because of this and this and – oh, there's this fee and that fee. But – Cause they always but here's the thing, to is, make that. Money, I, I'm always son. like, the FCC. Like you, you. Yeah, they're gonna do the best, dude. The FCC won't let me be, so let me be me inside a tree. He didn't say that was back when he was a keeper off and he made cookies. Oh, but I was gonna say really quick. Uh, I was gonna hate on Eminem earlier because I saw a meme that was like, oh, Eminem talks shit about pop stars and he has Ed Sheeran and all this shit. But yeah. I just heard that new Ed Sheeran Eminem. I was like, this shit's fire. Yeah, this shit's hot. Yeah, Ed Sheeran knows how to bring it. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's a great musician. He's an undercover he's fucking. He's undercover. He's a he's a gangster, dude. He's a fucking. He's undercover. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. I want to believe that humans will do the right thing. Yeah, can't. but here's the thing: is as soon as humans can't, yeah, yeah. collectively create an entity, mm. that's the. Chris Ryan was talking about this on Rogan's podcast the other day. He said that he he believes that corporations are organisms that they can't control themselves just like any organism no, has an idea so, to fucking spread let's get and back like, to it you cannot he's like you can't control the spread of an organism it wants to spread it's gonna spread it's 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 out of its control what it's gonna do and he says when you get a conglomerate of people like a giant corporation they have no their their only idea is to spread as far <coughs> and as wide as they can no and that's what they're going Absolutely. to do and they're going to cover as much ground as they can make as much money as they can not I'm just saying, it, obviously, a fucking a, a giant fucking organism of aspen trees or a giant organism of ants doesn't consciously think about making money, but a giant organism of people with the drive to fucking get fucked by ladies, and they think that with the money comes the power, with the power comes the pussy. That with the pussy comes the 
Yeah. Well, that's, that's assuming that. Look, think about anything that any man's ever done at in that the point, fucking world is to get some pussy. Let's say that we all can't collectively, the people who aren't the corporation collectively come through and then, We can try. And then that's a, that you can try. You can. You're asking, you're saying you can try. You're just, you at that point made a reservation. We got a break you situation do. right now. You that can, can tell, it. man. Like, that's the whole idea of how the world's becoming more connected. We're all becoming more connected, not on a new world order kind of connected, internet connected, but I mean, like, on a spiritual level. Yeah. People are becoming more empathetic. Dude, it's they're, so they're starting hard. to be more understanding. I know. Yeah. You, that's why we're, maybe that's what we're here to do is to destroy that whole corporate because right? eventually we'll win out man we're fucking we clutch. could be here to do that or we, we could clutch. be here just here. to create an artificial intelligence that creates well, a new we don't know bang. what we're here for and i don't really like to fucking sit here and speculate because that's wasting time because i do just like to go through and think about how i feel about this world and and, and whatever it is that i feel in, uh, com- compelled to do at that moment and then act on it Yes. And that's all I can do. I feel like Jason's much more enlightened than we are now. <laughs> I wanted to, I, so I had like a really and good I, point I like to bring still, up. Yeah, but then you interrupted like a bunch of times, yeah. so fuck <laughs> you. But also, I wanted I had this question for Jason like what what like this is going back to your whole thing. What was your like rock bottom? Like what oh, was yeah. your like oh. I have to get the fuck out of this. Yeah, I can't I, I fucking do this, do this anymore. Like, <laughs> I that's like that's the compelling story to me because I see all these dudes like I see them every day and they're like oh I was doing and it's always like it's never like oh I was just smoking weed I was I was they're like I was doing I was heroin or this or that and it's usually it's never weed it's never (coughs) it's usually meth or heroin it's never really alcohol alcohol. do you have a specific plenty of alcoholics and by the way that were in there were more alcoholics than anything uh, it was alcoholics uh, uh, and then heroin addicts and then alcoholic benzo users and then there is the couple what, of meth uh, guys and then one coke couple guy. of meth guys the coke guy was just like there for a party the coke guy was the coke guy oh, was pull up some let's, for weeks, let's but, go like a little a sidetrack here did you hook up in rehab Dude, I had some loves. I did not. You fell in love in oh, rehab. Dude, rehab. Oh my goodness! Let me tell you something. And it actually happens to be. I can't even say. It. I cannot. Be- you I know what's crazy? So it's the girl STDs. that I went to junior high with, man. In what? High school. Didn't even know it at first. Then I was like, man, I'm in love with that thing. She's. I can't sing. Fuck, I can't sing. I'm not gonna say anything. It doesn't matter. Anyways, heroin girls, man. I loved. The girls who are like recovering, like hair, I don't know, something about their like little grungy look. And is it like, actual heroin or is it just like pills? Heroin, and- well, no, whatever, just uh, opiates, man. Whatever it was, typically it was heroin, though. Yeah. And I was just like uh, infatuated with these girls because they were just so like, uh, it was so the opposite of what I had been around for the last two years with these fucking cracked out drama queens. Yeah. Or whatever. And I just find myself attracted to, to the girls that. Uh, I'm just taking a peek at Jason's cracked phone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this phone. is this is tweaker phone that I still have. It has all my stuff on it. So this is, is this like you're like this was the phone that I had had for two years. It's been through the creek. I mean, this thing has been on my journey for the last two years. It's not an iPhone. I hold on to or a Galaxy. No, no, no. And then this is my Obama or, phone that Mindy gave me for three minutes for now until I get my shit. But that's all clean. And everything. That's my new life. It's on. It's on that not material. Which one but do it's I clean. text you on? This one. So this <laughs> that year, the good one. This year, the Obama my, phone or the, the one that doesn't even have anything. It just has my poems and stuff on it. I was pulling up so I could. Sorry. Oh, anyways, poems, yeah. uh, anyways, let's get back really quick. we got to so, get to the rock bottom story. Okay, so Rod, did you, you, did you, you did hook up. No, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't fuck? No. You, Are you you're allowed separated. To? you got to think like... Is I'm, it boys and girls? Well, I'm intensive outpatient, so sneaky, uh, sneaky, I, during the day, you're with the gals. You are with the gals. Yeah, uh, the gals. And, uh, I, God, I love I love so the gals. I, I love, and I, you know, was there like, yes, oh, fuck, Someone yeah. just like banging, oh. like, but you're in Vegas also. No, that, but so you have to be like, there's, Vegas. there's like those Vegas, like, no, party no, 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 chicks no, no, that no. just like, I'm not into Vegas. Vegas chicks. hot girls. I am that just, not like, into Vegas hot girls. I'm not, that's not my son. James, I'm like fucking blackjack. No, 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 no. So I, 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 no, no, no. You got all these, all these people. All right, hello, Jason, I, you're on heroin. All these, all these people are from different places. Regardless, here's the thing. So my rock bottom 
my rock bottom one. I did almost shoot up heroin in rehab, though. By the way, I did pay money while I was in, because it's easy. It's so easy to get drugs when you're in rehab, when you're intensive outpatient, because you stay at this place. Uh, where a I bunch don't know of how, fucking a, drug addicts that have hella connections. Come on now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though they're from out of town, we're all druggies, dude. We know how to get drugs. Yeah. So one day I did put down, I gave this guy 20 bucks, and I was like, the only way you could do is shoot it because the guy had to break. I'm telling you, I've never shot heroin. I smoked heroin a couple of times. Never really is my thing. But I never shot up anything. And that night, I remember, and thank God, the guy took my money, and then it was a kid, whatever, and he, I said, here, man. I you, like, when yeah, you were in the outpatient I'm process? fucking, I had a craving. You have to keep in mind, man. Yeah. Like, I'm. It's like when you're having a bad day after you quit chewing. Yeah, and so, <coughs> I don't want, and yeah. whatever. And so, anyway, so I uh, give him money, whatever. This guy didn't come through. Um, woke up the next day and said, thank, it was one of those aha moments. And I, I said, thank, thank God. God. Because of how I would have felt then, and then, but instead I felt like, oh, I, that's when I understood, oh, wait, these cravings go away. This shit goes away. Yeah, I'm not yeah, feeling yeah. it. I'm so glad I didn't do it. And think about it. Me shooting heroin is the last thing in the world because I imagine it would have been the most euphoric, amazing thing on the planet because nobody would do it if it wasn't. And you'd been like, nah, and I, I like not heroin. Be here. So, <laughs> and who knows? I would have got hooked on heroin in rehab. What a weird story. But yeah. it, it's not that weird because it happens all the time. But my rock bottom, man, what I thought my rock bottom was was when I was sitting in front of the dirt bar, getting in fights with I got a fist fight with a guy. Actually, he hit me. I couldn't make a fist at the time because my hands were all fucked up. This one still is because I have like carpal tunnel. But was man of course a lot he, of hand jobs he uh <laughs> this and that and then my, my really good friend i lost you know the, i i had uh, sort of had a falling out with a really good friend of mine and she and whatever and then like there's certain things happen and i get my ass to vegas and then i thought that was my rock bottom because i thought here i am i have to go to rehab i've lost all my friends all my family ruined these relationships with certain people and i'm a bum and my kid and i had to move away and i had to break my daughter's heart and my son and my kids but really grace's when i told him i had to leave even though it was the best thing, you know, looking back now, best thing ever Great. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she, whatever, but, but at that moment, to have, to have that look in her eyes, they fucking destroyed me. Yeah. But I knew I had to. I would not have gotten better. And looking back now, we're good. But, <clears throat> so I thought that was rock bottom. No, rock bottom was getting out of rehab, staying with uh, my friend Kelsey and Russell. I love you guys. Uh, they're amazing. But my rock bottom was, was them. And it, of course, I understood, like, them not letting me drive their car. Even though I got my license back, I had been sober. I'd been going, moving forward, making myself... You know oh. what I mean? They wouldn't let me. Go ahead. Did you loot... You lost your license at some point? Well, my Have, license had expired. Were you... Did you ever get arrested for this Nothing. shit? Never. Never. Not, dude, how I didn't get arrested in any of this shit? I mean, I was... I, I'm a... I am... That's, that's one of my... One of my problems is I'm a charismatic manipulator and yeah. I have this ability to get things and I've been doing it for a long time to get what I want and yeah. to do things and I don't so you have like those I need sociopath to, tendencies yeah yeah and yeah. I need to use them for good instead of using yeah, yeah, them yeah use them and, for good don't and I can't so the idea of don't like, I don't want to manipulate people anymore, but it's, having this, that's the thing is I never thought I had these things but now looking back I'm like clearly dude how did I never get a DUI how did I never end a job because I'm charismatic a sociopath has never been like I'm a sociopath well yeah and I don't like to say sociopath I'm not going to say you're sociopath but you have those because sociopaths lack empathy and I don't but I do have this a, a characteristic a trait of sorts of you're, but you are like the most like I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you yeah. you are literally like, like you're like a very like and <clears throat> what I always saw of you I never saw yeah. sober Jason I, I I may have saw sober Jason but you're like that pre-party pre-party yeah. like let's fucking get it going Jason yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean so like yeah. we had a plan in place yeah whether it was spoken unspoken we were gonna get fucked up and then do yeah. whatever right yeah. That and Jason that was, was always my thing. Was always like, like, man, and that's so weird for me to look at because I'm like, I can just party. Like this, I've been drinking beers this whole time. I haven't drank beers for like two months, like yeah. a month and a half. I don't. I just every now and then I just drink beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't have those like 
the only addictive thing I have is is tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm like, ah, oh, it's that's all good. It's fine. Like, I don't. But I like, I don't see that in other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I would have saw you methed up, I. 99% sure I'd be like Jason's on fucking if I would not know on meth you were on meth I'm like yeah dude's on meth yeah maybe there's things you can't control there's right? things that you have to understand that there's things that some people can't control a lot of people they look at people look at meth addicts and they say there's meth addicts. well those are easy the ones that are easy to spot out are easy to spot out I guarantee you there are plenty of people that you run into that do meth that don't if you don't shoot it up and you aren't whatever like there's eventually a point where yeah you're gonna catch me and I'm gonna look Messed up, but I'm telling you, man, I wasn't doing like the fucking weird, like, you know, like weird no, no, things and picking at my skin. And I wasn't. I saw skinny Jason, dude, because I <laughs> yeah. did know, like, I had preconceived, like, Jason's high. Chin, like, your cheeks were sucked in yeah, yeah, for a while. And, yeah, like, you look like you look dude, like. You well, people would have just assumed I was doing coke, and nobody would assume meth. And yeah. see, coke is chic. Coke is like, everybody's just like, oh, you know, he's a cokehead. Uh, when you say you're doing meth, people are just like that guy's the biggest goddamn piece of shit. Yeah, they like, dude, I would have never. I, I honestly, I would have never like been like Jason's like in a bad. I I didn't know you I was to ever yeah. to ever be in a bad place, right? You yeah. know, every time I saw you, you were ha- you were you had this very like good mask on, right? Yeah, yeah. of like a happy fucking just yep. hanging out type of dude, right? Yeah. I would have never known. Yeah, I saw. But then I heard Jason does coke. He lost his job because of coke. I didn't lose oh, my job because sucks. of coke. That sucks. Oh no, I did actually. Yeah, yeah, one I that one. That sucks. I was gonna say, yeah, you did. But yeah, then I'm like, yeah, uh, then I'm like, that well, that job. fucking really, like, that obviously affected him. You know, that was the second time I'd only done coke, by the way, when I, I lost my I, job to coke. That's what I destroyed. It I wasn't that coke was like had like, destroyed my life. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not showing up to work now because of coke. It was because I just randomly got drug tested a hair test on coke that I had done three weeks before oh, for the shit. second time only in my life. It was after I got fired that I really started doing coke because I'm like, no, I don't have a job. Yeah. See, if I would have stayed, well, that's no other thing. I can't sit here and say because I'm glad I'm not there. But what I'm saying is, is it's kind of, it's a little ironic that they fired me for coke, some coke that I didn't even do while I was working. And then they ended up giving me more time to do coke because now all of a sudden I'm fine. But what I'm, I'm not giving that as an excuse as to why I was doing it. But like, but but you're, do, do you think, because that's what I heard you told me when it, right after it happened. Like uh, you got fired the fucking like yeah. first or second Do you think if you would have never gotten fired from that job, they would have never drug tested yeah. you, would you be here right now? I'd be miserable. I'd be a miserable piece but of shit. But would you have still been like, oh, He's not gonna try yeah. to test me. I don't give a fuck. I can do this, and I'm doing this now. I, I, I don't know. Do you think this? Do it's you a think hard hypothetical to think it's, that, I, that really hard? Like you say, like you reflect, and you're like, that's a. It's a terrible moment for everybody on the outside, but it's a great moment for me. Yeah. Do you think you would have been like? There's obviously no consequence to this. I think that eventually there would be a consequence to it. But I'm I think, I don't like to think on hypotheticals like that because the no, thing is, it's hard. But like, well, it's just because it doesn't really affect yeah. anything. Because I could say, I could say, I could say, like, well, no, I'd still be at the same shitty. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think yeah. if I would. God, thank God. I, what, but from thank my God thought to you was like he loves this fuck. He loves his job. I fucking hated my job. But that's I just a, didn't realize. How many people yeah. do you think are like that in the world? Uh, uh, let's oh, see. I would say. If you want a true number, like if somebody that's like a you're like, just from what I've known, make about numbers or get move on. Seventy, I would say seventy percent of people, and I'm I'll just say like, this: I'm fucking miserable. I'd say maybe yeah. even more. What I'm it saying, might be more than and I'm saying most people don't realize that they're not happy. Most people don't realize that they don't enjoy their job. Most people are just going with what society tells them to do. If we, I mean, that's just what I, what I'm saying is, is I see it in people every day, whether they're bitching about their relationships, whether they're bitching about their job, whether they're bitching about anything, they're bitching about the goddamn food at McDonald's yeah. or whatever it may be. Those are people who just aren't happy in life. And uh, thank God. Not There's always something bigger. I'm so glad that I'm not one of them because I find nothing but positive. I'm not saying I don't have bad days, but when I have bad days, I accept them as I don't really actually even call them bad days. I don't say things are good. I don't think 
say things are bad. There's no bad choice, no good choice, no good, no bad. It doesn't even exist to me. There's just days. There's just things that happen. There's just moments. Everything is just like it is, you know, yeah. and, 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 and so there's no bad people. They're just our people. So that's how I look at life. And, it, and so when I'm trying to spread my message of love, like this, just whatever, and yeah. people don't, and people, I see people and they just want to, and I just don't, this and that, I just, and then you're trying to say, well, you know, this, that, whatever, and they just want to, they just don't even want to listen to it. And they just want, those are the people I'm talking to. Those are people who are miserable. They're not, and it's not just with your jobs, it's just with everything. And hopefully one day they'll find, eventually, I think we all do, most of us do, and that's the, the existential sort of crises that people go through or whatever it is or these traumatic things the rock bottoms that people say there's a bigger thing than this you know when you start to see around all this material shit and you start to say like you just start to become almost you, you in a sense transcend but like though I see these people every day those are me like miserable just like this is what I have to do this is go to work deck me brick and da, 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 9 to 5 8 to 5 I'm miserable I hate it and I drink every weekend whatever and uh, but I'm still too scared to take a risk because I'm told, like I'm told that you know, like you have to do this, and if you don't do this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. I think that. That, I think that's like a lot of people's it's like, everybody. Thing. I think like I have to tell it. my my kid in the morning. It's like he so like a four year old doesn't understand, right? But he's like, why he this morning? Why do you have to go to work? Yeah. Do you like this house? Like it's a simple house, right? Yeah. It's simple, but do you like living in a house? Do you like having? Yeah. Toys? Do you like going to places? And that's why I'm trying to like, yeah, explain like I'm trying to. Adult, so here's the thing: yeah. is I've always like I've thought I, this this is like a thing I had a couple years ago. And I was like I always rem- I remember experiences I've had mm-hmm. more than like I remember what I got from my eighth. What my parents on my eighth birthday sent me to with my neighbors to uh, Universal Studios in Disneyland, right? As an experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I got for my birthday, like yeah. toy wise. Yeah, but I know I went somewhere. All right. Yeah. I remember those things, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to, like, put to him. Like, we, like, put money into, like, oh, we're going to go on this, whatever, dumb vacation to, like, a couple of months ago, we went to uh, Colorado Springs, yeah. right? He remembers, like, oh, yeah. we went to the zoo. Yeah. I got to stay in the hotel. It was really great. But I'm like, hey, what'd you get at Target two, three weeks ago? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So I'm, like, trying to, like... Like, I feel like life is more about experience. Like, a lot of people have, like, a thing. Like, you, you know that movie Keeping Up with the Joneses with um, yeah. David – not David. Okay, David but, Duchovny. Yeah, David Duchovny. Yeah. He's, like, you know, that – the whole thing is to influence the whole neighborhood to buy all the shit that they have, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that, that's just the way it's set up. Yeah. It's, a, it's, cons- not, it's, it's, it's a consumer. It's more money, more money into things. It's them into experiences. Right. Yeah, and that's what – I'm all about that. Like – uh for my birthday, my 30th birthday, I was like, I don't want anything. I want to go somewhere so I have a memorable vacation. But if I get you understand something, that it's not I want a... it to be something to enhance an experience. What is it I about those experiences have. that you remember, though, when you say, oh, are you whatever? Is it really the hotel room? Is it really going to Disneyland? Or was it with the people that you were with? Because exactly. you always say the experience is like, oh, man, when me and me and me or me and mom. No, it's really dad, funny, brother, dude. That's funny because my, my, I was with my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. And the my friend Marcus the most the thing I remember the most is him sitting in the back of the our our van that we rented eating a fucking glow stick and yeah. him opening his mouth and his mouth glowing and that's like the thing like I remember most yeah. also that he was in a wheelchair and we got to the front of the line before everybody there you go but I, yeah but so, that's it so it's, 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 it's a matter of even going deeper than that <coughs> the experiences with people you didn't even have to go to fucking Gua- you didn't have to go to fucking Cozumel to have that experience you could have that same experience with a friend but it was it was with who you were with and it's the idea where you're talking about like human interactions 
with people and these experiences that we have and whatever from the past. It's the that, most important thing. I mean, yeah, experiences, so, man. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, it's not just the experiences. It's this experience. You look like this experience that we're having right now is that we're not. I've been the conversation for a long time. Yeah. Exactly, like, we're not anywhere. I'm with we're my not friends, special, but you're with people that you want to fucking hang out with, and you're having a conversation that you want to enjoy. There's nothing that I'm telling you. Nothing in your life that surpasses just like memories you have with people that you enjoy and talking with people you enjoy hanging out with people you enjoy going to do shit with people you enjoy yeah. you'll never I'll never fucking want to go to Ireland by myself right. unless I meet someone there that I'm going to have a good time with if you want if you go to Ireland or you go to fucking Australia you want to have you want to experience that with with, with somebody you love you love or like yeah. you know what I mean love and and yeah. people are the most important thing in anybody's yeah. life that's so anyways, why it's always when people are always fucking giving the vegan spiel I'm like when have you ever hung out with a fucking cow or if oh, cows are great I'm sure they're great pigs are great right you can't talk to there's them. a double there's a double whammy there though because pigs are great but they don't they also great. are delicious though yeah, yeah. Cows? but humans not that delicious that I, I know that you never had one but I wouldn't eat people because they gave to me and you're meth raged whatever did you yeah. eat a human no. Okay. Oh, this, I ate a lot this of. Oh uh, God, man! I ate a lot of. Did you, <laughs> hey, hold on. Did you? Did you like? Did you ever, a, while you were on. Did you fuck guys? No, no. While no. you were on. Did you fuck? Did you ever? Guys? No, no, no. Suck dudes' dick. You never did anything. You swear gay. to God, you never. Not nah, one gay thing. I swear to you. That's okay. No, no, Dude, no, no, This I, is a safe <laughs> space. You're no, in a safe man, street. No, 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 no. That's the thing about man. I use my charisma. No one's my charisma. I'm telling you, my my ability to manipulate charisma. I never once had to steal from anybody. I understand a lot of people steal. That's why I accepted. I would get upset. I would get. Oh hell yeah! I would get upset with people who would accuse me of. They used to accuse me of, or people would look at me like I was a thief. They used to piss me off at the time. Not understanding that, of course, they're going to look at me that way. Yeah. I'm a meth addict. So, of course, they're going to have a certain stigma because most meth addicts are fucking Steel. thieves. But it used to piss me off. But now I look back and I'm just like, how is it that I made it so long without having to fucking essentially pay for a lot of this shit? I mean, I was like, I feel I like know, I'm like, no dicks or nothing. I'm telling you, man, because I had I this heard way. so many stories like, I had this oh, way Jason was in a hotel. Dude, you're a salesperson. Like, I for real heard this Oh, story. yeah. So you heard that from, uh, her name's M, and we'll call that. I no, know this. I did it. I just brought no, I no, 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 no. So uh, I'm not going to say the girl's name, but her name's Megan. She fucking <laughs> said, uh, so when I was living in that hotel, she, because she was all cracked out of her head, she was saying, me and my buddy Gino worked, and we went downstairs to work. I went downstairs to work. I was working. She was convinced herself that at that point that I was next door sucking some dude's dick, or I was hooking up with some gay guy. Whatever. She's like, I heard you. I heard you. Whatever. That's the meth talking. Yeah. And I was like, I was downstairs, sitting literally working. Gino was there. Gino was like, What the fuck is wrong with her? That's the first time I realized that most people. Did you ever fuck her? No, I ain't gonna say. I'm not gonna say who I fucked or whatever. But I'm saying like uh, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm just saying the girl in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already said her name. So, dude, there's a thousand girls on the planet named Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, whatever. That's how that story got around. Because I showed like my friend. I showed a bunch of my friends at the bar when I got them. I said, "I was like, what the fuck?" I was like, "This gotta be the weirdest thing I've ever read in my life." Me fucking guy. I said, "By the way, I'd fuck me if I was if I was gay or fuck dudes for whatever." Number one, uh, it'd be like Ryan Gosling motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be all the guys. But then I showed people and they're like, "What the? It was crazy." But no. No, I never did any of that. And even if I did, who cares? I wouldn't mind I wouldn't if he was care. a good dick. I had a, I had a dream about sucking Matt McConaughey's dick the other, the other day, or a couple weeks ago. It was lucid as fuck. But I never did any but I... Do you know what you're saying by saying that, right? What? You said you had a lucid dream about sucking Lucid Matt as fuck. I could smell his balls and everything. Oh. Man. It was so weird. <laughs> I woke up wondering, why am I dreaming? I asked Catman. I sent him the text message the next Dude, morning. Dude, Brian Callen had a dream about fucking a guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's straight. Yeah, yeah. It's lucid. I'm not, not definitely Everybody's not a little gay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just the anima. Not and the, me. It's the anima not and the animus. Though, Carl, Young, Carl Young talks about the anima and the animus 
this out. We all have a little bit of uh, femininity in us, and, and women have a little bit of masculinity. My, that might That's be absolutely true, but I've never once in my life no. jerked off to gay shit. No, no, no. I've jerked I, off I, walking. I'm telling you, like, I've, I've seen it. I mean, there's been a cock on the, uh, on, the, on the screen when I've been jerking off, you know, plowing a girl, and I don't yeah. know if you call that gay or not, but I've jerked off to I that. have a one dick. I might be concentrating on the cock going I in. I have a one dick per fantasy rule. Because I can pretend that it's my dick, yeah. regardless of the size, unless it's black. But I did. No, yeah, that's why I don't watch black guys fuck girls because I don't. I can't. I honestly can't put myself in a position where that's my dick. So going back to man, or going back to being uh, this charismatic manipulator, uh, we can't both. What are you doing? Hold on. Oh. Sorry, we're all meth. Uh, we're all okay. wrong, meth here. Yeah, we're all meth. I have no, a thought, I had to walk away. <laughs> well, no, typically when you do meth, you have a focus. You're not, you're not, you're thinking what you're focusing, you're drawing. Uh, but anyways, like, uh, but this, that's when I really, you know, I have, the, I do have this gift. By the way, being sober and realizing that I did was able to still be able to uh, have, want this knowledge to learn more and to be able to, uh, you know, actually read books and be creative and write and do all these things, which I was afraid I was going to lose if I got sober. I didn't lose anybody. I still have it. I still have this ability. I don't have social anxiety anymore. I have all these things. Well, I do still. Hold on. I have social anxieties at times, but I work through them, and I'm learning to not have them. But, like, um, I'm happy still. Like, I, so if anybody who would be going through any or has any, if they're in a, have an addictive, or they're in the middle of addiction or something, and they're worried about that, don't worry about it. You can work through it through mindfulness. But I have this ability to manipulate people into getting the things that I want. I've been doing it for years. And I always thought of it as like I do it in this sense of way where it's very tactful and it's almost it's almost politician like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to use this thing that I know that I have for good, yeah. not really trying to find out how to how to apply it. Um, I love talking to people. I like to I want to bring people up. I want everybody to be on this path of healthy. I want all my friends. I want all my family. I want the entire earth to be on this healthy, mentally healthy, like um, path. Like I want everybody to be, to be good. That's what I want. And that's, I don't know. And I had this epiphany a few days ago of me standing on a soapbox in front of the Douglas County Clerk's office right there underneath that big giant tree with blue lights on it. But I had this epiphany because I'm like, what is I need to do? I feel like I had this, I need to, I felt like I need to run for office or something, whatever it was, whatever it was, it was me sitting or standing on this soapbox, which nobody does anymore, but like. An actual soapbox? An actual soapbox. The and just yelling, just whatever it is. Because I have these, I have this, like, I want to be there for everybody who's in need, for the people who are not spoken for I want to start you know whatever it is so I haven't figured out what that journey is and but I imagine having some of this charismatic manipulative thing I need to work in but I want to make sure it's all used for good like yeah. my gifts you know that the that I've been bestowed um that I've been given by the universe to uh to 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 use them and I so whenever I have these aha moments or epiphanies or whatever or in, being compelled to do something with my from my intuition like I tr- I'm trying to act on these things now instead of like suppressing and being like, ah, oh, it's bullshit. I can't do anything about that. No, like there's a reason why I think that. And so, um, it's all, all these, I think that's why I had to go through all the drug use and I had to figure out what I would, you know, all these things that happened to me helped me figure out like who I am and what my path and what my journey is from here on out. So, um, so anybody going through anything that kind of shit, understand that there's a bigger meaning to it, but you do have to get help and that's the first step. So. That's a dude. That's like I think that's a fucking great way to end this. Yeah. Way to end it. yeah. you've got it going on. You fucked a bunch of chicks in rehab. <laughs> you, you fucking you, you got never it going on. Dick. Never, never sucked a dick. dick. Anybody, anybody, one get, dick, anybody who gets through a severe like meth addiction without sucking a dick. Any addiction. I didn't suck one dick. But like, dude, like I'm just saying, like I promise it. So I had like these preconceived notions, like Jason's on meth. I was like, that dude's in a bad place. That's because I only I only knew. 
masked Jason, yeah. like of like <coughs> party guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing too. That's like you you always look at addiction through a filter that's based on the experiences in your life, which uh, in most cases are zero fucking experiences with people who are on that. In most cases, it's like that. So you are you have a, a lot of preconceived notions about this, but you've never educated yourself on anything like that. You never people who aren't addicted to things don't understand what it's like to be addicted to things. They don't understand what it's like to relate to somebody who's addicted. Or to they things. don't know that they're addicted to. Things. Or they don't know just that quit. Things. Well, that's the thing. You, you made a great point. Like it's not addicted to like, it's not addicted to drugs or alcohol. It's sometimes you're addicted to, addicted to looking great, right? You're addicted to that. Like me, I'm addicted to. Flexing on this body, you know what I mean? Flexing yeah. on this body. Like Jason's, comes, yeah. Jason's been practicing this, and other people should practice it too. The something that you should that you should focus on, other than any other addiction that you have. What, what, even if you don't have a real addiction, if you're into material things or in you're into whatever you're into, practice. Try to to practice uh, looking at yourself. And the things that you do that bother you or that could possibly yeah. bother other people. Practice mindfulness. Practice looking at a situation from outside of yourself, looking at yourself on what you're doing wrong and what you could do better. <clears throat> it's not what you're doing wrong. It's asking yourself why you feel this. Why you way. feel. Because you're not doing anything wrong. You're making – when you feel a certain way. If you're being introspective about yourself, about anything, and you really can live, say in the moment – be asking yourself, why am I doing? Because you all, you know, when you're buying, when you go spend even three hundred dollars on a pair of, Ugh. on clothes, Ugh. you know what I'm saying. What I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying is this, and you know, there's guilt. There is guilt there because oh, everybody comes home going, or you spend, you have a hundred dollar bar tab, whatever it is. When you, the moment oh. that you start feeling that guilt, you ask yourself, why am I feeling this way about this hundred dollar bar tab? Why am I feeling about this way? What is it that why is it what's drawing me to have, feel like okay? Well, it's because I spent three hundred dollars on clothes. Okay, well, how did I spend three hundred dollars on clothes? What do I feel? Who am I trying to impress? What am I? What is it? Why am I trying to impress these people? You start digging really deep, <sighs> and all of a sudden you find the reason, and then you say, "What fur?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, hopefully at that point you can say, and then if you know enough about letting go of guilt and shame or whatever, or fear of this or whatever, because that might that stems from being accepted and validating yourself, whatever. That's where that three hundred dollars of clothes comes from, and you can say, "Fuck it," and then realizing that other people don't care and. All I'm saying is if, you, if you're present in the moment, really thinking, meditating, and really just – you can solve a lot of problems because addiction isn't a problem. It's whatever is causing the addiction, the mental health, the, the trauma, whatever happened, the, the, the behavioral – the cognitive behavioral uh, uh, things that you have picked up over the years. Those are the problems. The addiction is just a symptom. It's just a – you know what I'm saying? And it's a way to treat. And then the drugs treat that symptom. That's a – that's a it's a it's a good way to close the podcast because well, it's I, I do have one more question though. Yeah. Like I think – what is your – so like all this shit, right? You've you've gone through your ups mm-hmm. to your lows mm-hmm. and you're on the way. What's your, what's your end goal on this <laughs> whole thing? Like what – where – like I, I know you don't want to dwell on the past but where do you see yourself well, eventually? I like I, I understand yeah. – like I was talking yeah. – we were talking earlier like a lot of – a lot of like an addiction counselor has usually been addicted to something. Like, where, no. is that where your next move is, or like, know. you so don't my know? Next, my next just, move is. Are you just living in the moment? Like, I'm this living is me in now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that somewhere along the line, I'm not going to assume. Somehow, my my goal is it, it's going to be is there to help people. Is there to be to, to speak for the people who can't who aren't being heard right now? That's all I know. I t- I can tell. I see myself being, um, uh, being. Um, Somewhat on a bigger level. I'm not saying like some celebrity or something, but I definitely see myself. I can see myself. I've I've, I've seen myself 
being surrounded by a lot of people. Like I, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I don't talk about, I mean, I love this idea of manifesting things or whatever and, and seeing myself, but I see it. And I, so I, I just act on, I, when I'm compelled to do something or whatever, I, I, whether it's in the middle of the night, whatever, I write it down, but I start to try and act on these things. So I start looking forward to helping people. So it could be just being an addiction counselor, but I see myself on a much grander scale than that. Not like, I mean, it could be, I could be the next president of the world. I have no idea. Doctor but Drew. I'm not gonna limit myself and say, this is what I'm doing. But I know I'm, I'm here to help other people. Like I, so when I see people, I hug them. When I see people in need, I give them, I wanna give them resources, not enable, but give them resources to get help. When I see people who, are, who aren't being heard or being spoke for, I wanna be the guy that speaks for them. Because I tend to, I guess apparently I have great oratory skills and um, you know what I mean? And I, and you know, so it's like, um, so I think people listen when I, when I speak, or at least I've been told. That, and so, I don't know, I'm just gonna use those gifts that I have, and that's that. So otherwise I'm not dwelling on the future, I'm just going each moment and just and moving forward from there. Isn't that like the one of the thing, living in the moment, right? You're living in like, the moment. This yeah. is it, man. I, I, yeah, I'm here now, this is where I'm at. Like, that, do, you, do you have like an education you wanna like, like I, I have like, like, like we're like, I know you said like living in the moment. Like, do you have like? Are you like pursuing like an education in this, or like uh, you just like you're reading a lot? I feel like you're a lot of self educating, right, Jason? You're, well, you're I'm like, always reading. You're yeah. an extremely smart guy. You're yeah. one of the smartest people I know. You have like you're saying nah. Air, Air Apostle and <laughs> nah, Abercrombie and all I, I, shit. I, like all those guys. I know. Here's all the thing. All guys. I know is I just <laughs> one. I I, I, I do. Figures. I listen to a lot of different people. Uh, 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 I read a lot of books or, or I do audio book. Whatever it is, I do. I listen to. My friends, family, I just listen to people, and that's where I get most of my knowledge from on things. But I don't really have any ideas or you know plans to go back to school to get any sort of education. I just want to be – all I know – and I'm not saying that I won't. All I know is that right now at the moment, I feel like uh, I just got to do whatever whatever I feel compelled to do at the moment. I, I, I just don't – I'm not sure as far as you know that is education. I just – I just take it step by step, man. Like, if it, if there's something that requires me to have some sort of master's degree in this or that or whatever, and that's it, and then I feel compelled that that's something I need to do in order to take this next step or whatever it is, which I don't feel that hasn't been that hasn't been, you know, that hasn't happened yet. But um, then I'll do that. But right now it's just right now it's just live your it's life. It's just doing a one. It's doing one podcast that might turn into many somewhere down the road, for so people can hear me. And hear my story, and I want to be able to speak in layman's terms and not be condescending and not be this way. I want it's like this idea, or like, and I want to be enlightened because I feel like I'm on a spiritual journey of of being not woke like all these people are talking about. But hey, this, that's cultural appropriation. But people, so not, not, it's not that, but like this, like uh, <laughs> this, like uh, like this awakening. Like I, when I get there, but then to be when I get to that point of enlightenment, to be able to speak to people not like a like a pretentious dickhead. Who hangs out at Sputniks, uh, you know what I mean, and pretends to be about this life? I'm maybe actually about it, but then be able to—I want to be able to 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 show people that. Well, I'm going to say one last thing. My ET experience—I used to tell people all the time I was blunt and honest, and I used to be a blunt and honest asshole. And but that at least I was blunt and honest with people, and I always felt like that. And then I was like, I should stop being that way. I should, why can't I just be the guy who lies to their friends and then just tells them what they want to hear? Couldn't do it. And I said, you want to know why? I knew why. Why? Because I tell people. If I ever got kidnapped by aliens, I would want people to say, if it was anybody else but Jason Waters, I wouldn't believe the motherfucker. But it's Jason Waters, and he's always been blunt and honest. Well, this is my ET moment. This is my, I've been kidnapped by extraterrestrials. And now, so when I'm telling everybody these things, and I'm, and I'm explaining to them, I want people to say, if it was anybody else but Waters, I wouldn't believe him in this goddamn
and hippie phase that he's going through this when he talks about awake, uh, spiritual awakenings or when he talks about meditation or when he talks about how these things work or mindfulness all this stuff that people think was hogwash but if it's anybody but him I wouldn't believe him but it's him and I think that's the reason I was put here and the going through the situation I was so that's that's all I say. dude that's a great that's way great. To end. hey <laughs> hey guys I, I got I, if there's ever been a podcast that lived up to the title this is it man. <laughs> this is it we gotta work on a title but this no, is it the dude. title is good be introspective practice this is fucking on great, a daily man. basis like self awareness practice uh what's that thing mindfulness Practice mindfulness on a daily basis. Be introspective. Listen. It's coming from an addict. This is is the the evolution evolution of we.